It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. You can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss. And you can take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Let's see here. It looks like we had some technical difficulties with our video streaming systems to start the show out. Of course, if you're not seeing this, then you probably don't realize that. Uh, But there's, uh, as usual, a lot in the news that we can talk about here tonight, uh, including that the SEC is continuing to go after cryptocurrency-related companies. Uh, but I think some of the biggest news that has happened in the last couple of days, because I wasn't on the show last night, it was uh, Arya, Nikki, and uh, Peakless Mountaineer were here. But, Matt, did you hear about this ban on gas stoves? Hang on one sec. Okay, now you're all set. Yeah, I I, I heard uh, a little something. I, I just know that the memes are fire. They really are. <laughs> they're, they're going around. Uh, my favorite one is with the cops that stand standing around the drug de- or like the drug <laughs> seizure, except they're standing around the, so the gas stove. Yeah, what's the, this is uh, like propane police or something. It didn't their, even need to say their, anything, know, but it was it was just hilarious. Uh, that like one. They're, they're they're always so proud when they bust somebody yeah. for like you know <laughs> four ounces of weed. Right, or you know, cryptocurrency, or crypto, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, now you're a professional chef, or at least you have been for a good portion of your career. Yeah, yeah I was. Um, anybody that you talk to that knows anything about cooking knows propane. You got to use yeah. a gas stove, like there, if you want the best heating and the, the whole deal, 100%. right? And, and and if you there are um, there are inductive cooktops now, but I wouldn't use those things and what's an inductive inductive it's like you can put your hand flat on the burner when it's on full blast and it won't burn you but if you put the but if you put a a conductive pot on it it'll boil stuff inside of it um that's pretty crazy that's like to protect the kids kind of thing right yeah um some of the culinary schools are using them Hmm. um i'm not sure that they hold up well i have seen uh commercial grade electric cooktops and they are trash they Mm. Um, they break when a gas stove in a restaurant or when you're in a commercial setting of any kind, you need your equipment to work. Mm-hmm. And when a pro, when anything propane goes down or natural, gra- natural gas or whatever, those things are reliable as hell. They're though, reliable. Right? They're, they're reliable. And when they do go down, you can fix them like on the spot. Yeah. You can tear them all apart, take a toothbrush to them, blow them out, clean mm-hmm. them, put them back together and it'll work again. Yeah. Um, try doing that with some you know, melted wires under an electric cooktop that you have to take the whole thing apart and order parts for it's, no, no deal. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. We, we need our stuff to work. Propane is the, the way to go. It is an even beautiful, um, if I, you know, a, a large portion about good cookery is heat control. And when I look at an electric burner, I can't really tell where its heat really is. But when I look at a propane flame, I can tell exactly what the heat's doing. You know, mm-hmm. I look under there, turn it up or down real quick and walk away from it. So, yeah, uh, the, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, and I think it's just a, I think it's bull anyway, because uh, somebody said that, that uh, LBJ did this with eggs. Did what with in, eggs? Did, uh, similar, did, no. Well, yeah, they, I, or was it eggs? I don't know. It was something back in the seven, or, uh, or late 60s, mid to late 60s, where they were having uh they they were basically trying to use it to make money they they put a scare into the marketplace to drive prices way down so that the people on top could pick up all the 
pick up stock in all those companies or something. And then when the wow. scare passed, all those prices went back up to normal and they all made a killing. Hmm. So you don't think that it they... Eggs. It was something else. Like, I'm mixing up two stories here, I think, but... So you're not real sure if this is even a real proposed ban, that there may be some other kind of shenanigans yeah. Yeah, going just, on here? It's just a money-making operation. Well, it the, seems to me like if there was a reason, it would be because they can easily turn off... They can easily turn off your... I don't know how easy it is to turn off your like natural gas, but... That would be having to turn off two things when you know they're going to be trying to turn off our electricity soon. Yeah, and that's a you know all, all there's a ton of libertarians out there who love their electric cars and they're just oh. you know it's just like tons of self mental masturbation about their their electric cars and it's like dude you are driving that's not a car that's a that's a mobile computer that can carry can shut you. down remotely. Yeah. It's like, do you, I don't, I want the exact opposite of that. I want a 1975 Chevy K five blazer with a carburetor and no computer. <laughs> and I can put a cast yeah. iron engine in it and it will run on anything I pour into it. That's exactly what I would like to have. These people want to have something, you know, if you got the wrong political opinion, they just throw a switch and shut your you car shut off down. from space. They can do the same thing with your with your. How are you going to feed yourself? You can't even make heat. You're going to be on the backyard starting a fire, putting a frying pan on it to make your nine dollar egg. Well, speaking yeah, speaking of the eggs, right? The egg prices have been going pretty crazy yep. uh, recently here as well. So, by the way, we haven't introduced ourselves. Uh, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. So uh, I want to get into a little bit of the detail on this story because it is pretty interesting. I mean, the memes have been pretty great. And then there's also the fact that apparently a lot of these people that are publicly in favor of banning gas stoves like AOC and that woman from Warren, I think, from Massachusetts, I think I saw her, and then Jill Jill Biden, Jill Biden. There's images of all of these people, probably videos with gas stoves. Yeah. Not even from like 10 years ago and maybe they switched out their stoves, like literally from the Thanksgiving that just happened. Yeah, and the whole like propaganda arm is in full swing on this thing. These people are posting to social media about how allegedly gas stoves are dangerous for children. I, I one of my friends posted a picture. I don't know if it. He said it was from his kid, but I don't know if it really was. But he posted it as it was cut from his kid. The kid came home from school today with a crayon drawing saying. Daddy, don't you care about my lungs? No. Okay, oh I saw God. this too. This can't be. Re- is it real? I don't know. Was, I don't know. It, it could have been some artists doing, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I hope just that's trolling. not real. I just hope that's I not hope real. Not. Be good tro- trolling. Uh, New York Post with a story: Millions of Americans may soon be entering not stove season. The Biden administration is considering a nationwide ban on gas stoves, citing harmful pollutants released by the appliances, according to. A report. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is the federal government, is mulling the action after recent studies showed emissions from the devices can cause health and respiratory problems. This, by the way, is the same group of people that says you cannot be allowed to play with the magnetic spheres, among other things. Consumer Reports? No, no, no. Consumer Reports is a private organization that that does testing. They just did the one that Mark was talking about a couple days ago, that there's lead and... uh, in chocolate products. Caladium or whatever in chocolate. Yeah, no, not those guys. Uh, this is the CPSC, the Consumer Product Safety Commission. You've seen the little mag- magnetic ball toys, right? The, oh, ne- yeah. the neodymium magnetic spheres yeah, that we have yeah, in here. Yeah. Those things are prohibited for sale in the United States by these CPSC goons. Isn't that crazy? I mean, these people <sighs> really believe 
that they can round the corners off of all the products in the world. They can they can make everything maximum safety. What was the, the term safetyism? I think that we learned recently on this this show. It's a good term. Obsession. Yeah, it was uh, was from the Free Range Kids blog. Uh, safety is ooh, we gotta have everything has to be oriented around safety of it's course, literally we, awful for the human race the stupid ones don't die mm, yeah if you're and then they re- stupid, then they reproduce and they reproduce and then you don't also you also just don't learn like if you don't die from something stupid you did at least you learn from it mm-hmm. yeah what you end up with is a, a full-grown child yep yep stays that's right. a child forever and that's what the state wants mm-hmm. right because yeah. the child is dependent yep a they child want, needs they want to be taken who are care used of. To mentally ready to have a parental figure forever. The thing that bothers me about this the most is that studies can be bended in many ways just to make things look a certain way. Like I don't want to just trust these people that studies say something. Like um, mm-hmm. in nineteen the nineteen forties, this guy came on TV wearing a white lab coat, and technically he was a doctor, but he got his doctorate in something like he was not like a actual. He was a different kind of doctor. Some than kind he was of different doctor. He, but he had a white lab coat on and he would go on TV and say, butter like ruins your arteries. He did like shock things like a he had five little characters of men like uh, action figures and he flicked three and said this many men in every five will die of uh, heart disease and it's because of butter. And then he started talking about the benefits of seed oils mm. and uh, saying that, you know, margarine and stuff like that. Uh, could be better for hearts. It's heart healthy. And uh, the way that they based those studies was so convoluted. Basically, they were saying that that a type of fat that's bad for you, they were just making it sound like it came from butter, but it actually came from seed oils. And they tricked the American public to stop eating real butter and start Mm. eating their crappy margarine because he had like financial backers in the corn and whatever other Mm. industries. The industries that would benefit from seed oils. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually way worse for you than butter. Margarine is illegal. Is it in some countries? In my household. Oh, in your oh. household. Uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission's commissioner, Richard Trumka, said, This is a hidden hazard. Any option is on the table. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. Any said. option. Like, they're going to go house to house grabbing that yes, doesn't so. seem that likely, but I guess they could. You know, uh, our our uh, our good friend Lauren, who is the founder of Polymer eighty, you're familiar with Polymer eighty? The gun co- yes. company. Well, no, they make eighty percent parts kits. They don't, oh, they don't, right, you know, right, they, right. They don't make the lowers. Guns. Yeah, they make the lowers. Yeah. yeah. So, but made uh, out of polymer instead yeah, of male, polymer. metal. They're, 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 he started off with Glocks, and now okay. he's got a whole bunch. I have one of the Glock ones. I absolutely love that gun turned out great cool um but he uh somebody on one of his threads mentioned hey lauren maybe you ought to think about a 80 percent cooktop propane <laughs> propane stove hmm. just finish it off and yeah, get your own gas, what do you know? gas stuff hmm. uh, we may get to that point uh reports by groups including the american chemical society and new york university's law school's institute for policy integrity found gas stoves, which are used in about 40% of U.S. homes, while the remainder uh, use various... I'm surprised it's that high. 40% of homes with gas stoves. Uh, remainder use various forms of electric cookers, emit pollutants like nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, and fine matter at levels deemed unsafe by the Environmental Protection Agency and World Health Organization. 
The studies linked gas stoves to respiratory illness, cardiovascular problems, cancer, and other health conditions. So they literally are going to tell 40% of American households that what they're doing should be criminal. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. I heard this week that it was in the one of the New Hampshire exit chats that there's some state reps that have already started to change their tune about secession over just this one issue. <laughs> what? How? Oh, they want to they secede now? Like they're going in favor. <laughs> yeah, like, That's okay, awesome. you, went over, you went for my gas stove. Yep. It's gone too far. That's it's crazy. All, it's never important until it's somebody else's, you know, until it becomes your problem, yep, right? That's true. And that's why that's why representative government, that's well, representative government is the best form of government, and it still and doesn't it work. It sucks. It still <laughs> doesn't work. I don't Absolutely. know. I, I still feel like having a, um, a leave you alone king might actually still be better I than don't representative know if that government. would ever exist. Because <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be best for the person he decides to target and steal his wife and kill him or whatever, you know? No, no, I leave you alone king. Yeah, but I'm saying he might leave most people alone, but what's he going to do as a king? And- it all depends on how much the power. You're talking about like anarcho-monarchism, right? Well, I don't know what that meant. That sounds like a good <laughs> name for it. that's what they call it. Yeah. Anarcho-monarchism. Supposedly there's like a libertarian prince in Liechtenstein. I don't know if you've heard about that- this doesn't surprise me yeah yeah supposedly there's but then again the problem is what what happens when his son's a real you know communist or something right, right. so we I mean, can't maybe it wouldn't last forever but uh, more than they say 12 percent of childhood asthma cases can be attributed to gas stoves according to a report published by the international journal of environmental research well i mean if it's all about ch- uh safety for the children and if it's as this guy from the cpsc says products that can't be made safe can be banned well why don't they go and make sure that everybody has these new induction stoves that you talked about matt because we wouldn't want the children I mean, everybody always says when kids are growing up don't touch the gas or don't right. don't touch the burner jimmy or whatever so like well now apparently you can touch Wait, the burner with what's these an indu- induction stove Oh, you might have you might not have been in. Yeah, I think you just missed it. But an induction induction stove is basically like a glass top kind of thing, and you can put your hand directly on the burner when it's on full blast, and it won't won't burn you. But if you put a metal pot on it, it'll conduct through the metal pot and create heat inside the pot. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, that's totally just to you know protect the kids or whatever, or maybe if something burnable swipes across i want the, my the kids top. touching hot stuff <laughs> that I way want they learn to understand fire yeah this is yeah. hot don't touch this Daddy is an important says, life lesson touch. right yes. yeah it's it weird is. though because like i never touched the stovetop slash I don't think I did either. put my finger in electric outlet now we so. had a wood you guys are from down south we had a wood stove oh yeah that'll and, teach you and real it's quick 450 degrees and mike don't touch it's hot what even does mike like the do? bottom he right up against it one Who's day mike? my brother oh okay uh, Leaned right up against it, burned his arm. <laughs> you know, he's like two, two feet tall. He's little. The oh, sides no, no, and everything. Yeah, it's hot. Don't I mean, how touch. do you even get close to that without realizing the fact that you're going to get burned? At the time, he was wearing a winter coat. And so, uh, um, and he so leaned he up against it. It actually scorched his, it burned oh right gosh. through. Like back then, kid, back then, they made kids' clothes appropriately, and that is full on flammable. So they, <laughs> uh, wow. you know, this thing melted right through, and, and he, got, he got a little burn on his arm from, from that heat. 50 years, they claim, of health studies show gas stoves are bad for our health. According to Brady Seals, a manager in the Carbon-Free Buildings Program at a nonprofit energy group, Clean Energy Group, he says further, and the strongest evidence is on children and children's asthma, he says. By having a gas connection, we are polluting the inside of our homes. 
Short of barring the manufacture or importation of gas stoves, the CPSC could also impose emission standards, which means price is going to go up, Mm -hmm. right? Anytime the government mandates that you put some sort of new thing inside of... You mentioned cars earlier, of course, is a perfect example of it, Matt. Over the years, they put all these mandatory government emissions things, thanks to California in some cases, into cars, and that just increases the price. Oh, here's another thousand dollars now. You have to pay for the car, yeah. or another seven hundred, or and whatever. If you, you know, I was thinking about this. If you if you look at it like a, a new Chevy pickup and a full set, like a Chevy, a full size Chevy pickup, 2023 versus a full size Chevy pickup from 1985. Mm-hmm. The new Chevy pickup, full size, is about. It's enormous compared to mm. an original Chevy pickup. A lot and heavier too. It's like oh, like God, under the hood, ungodly heavier. It's just it's just they're so heavy because the government is making everybody build more crumple zones into their cars. Mm. So what you end up with is a a giant car. You know, what's uh, a crumple zone like? If it gets hit, if it gets yeah. hit, it mm. smashes in a certain way. Um, and what they've done for safety has made the cars heavier. Hmm. So when you're trying to move around a heavier object, it's going to burn more fuel. So they're demanding <laughs> this fuel efficiency, so but also stupid. they want the thing to be heavy so that we're all full of safeness. And if everything's you know. heavier, won't that kind of make car accidents worse? Yeah, it seems like the you get more, you know, more stopping momentum. a fast car, a, a, a heavy car would be harder. You know, I mean, Tesla's weigh, Tesla's weigh like 5,000 pounds. The battery's got to be crazy. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's enormously heavy. Wow. So, yeah, you know, none of this really makes any sense. They're not letting they're not letting engineers be engineers and mm-hmm. just meet the market's demands. They're de- dictating the politicians know best. See, absolutely. All these are, lawyers. I mean, heroes. clearly. And what we need is about a thousand regulatory agencies to step out of line with one of one another and get get in fights with each other and finally come out with a really bad idea that they can all agree upon that we have to choose from. Senator Cory Booker and Don Beyer, who are both Democrats, sent a letter to the CPSC in December urging it to take action against the appliances, saying they are a cumulative burden on minority and low-income households. So just to be clear, they're actually talking about just – this is just something a government agency can do. This isn't – they're not saying Congress – is going to have a vote hmm. about gas stoves. Well, what about the whole new EPA ruling? Isn't gas stoves big enough of a deal to be part of the EPA ruling? You're referring to this uh, serious questions or whatever it was yeah. called, this uh, ruling yeah, the from approach. last year or whenever it was that said, uh, what was the... Uh, I, I'm not familiar enough with the case to really be able to say it, but essentially, as I understood the ruling, it essentially said that the EPA is not allowed to regulate things outside of its congressionally given area and that meant that they were doing a lot of things they weren't supposed to be doing they're making laws yeah and they're not allowed to make laws right so i don't know if if the epa would be allowed to make a law saying that the gas stoves are no longer allowed Mm. well in this case it would be the u um the cpsc the consumer product safety commission and they are probably authorized by Congress to decide to ban things. That's likely that likely under their congressional purview would be so? my guess. <laughs> but the only thing that they could do in this case would be to sue. Because even though the Supreme Court ruled on a thing, let's just say that the Supreme Court ruling would apply in this case. Well, the only way you'll get it to apply is if you, as a gas stove company, go ahead and file a lawsuit against the CPSC citing the Supreme Court case. And then you have to just... Go through the whole process of district court and then appeals court and then, you know, all the way. So it could take another decade, right, before this 
decision comes down. Is it only for children? Because what about people like me, like who don't want to have kids? You would be included in the ban as well. No, I'm just saying it. I meant, sorry, I wasn't very clear. But is the asthma problem like only in children? Oh, no, they're just saying it's most noticeable. It's the strongest evidence, as they say, uh, in children of the supposed whatever is leaking into the home. Uh, the association that represents gas stove makers like Whirlpool contends that cooking on any type of stove produces harmful emissions. Quote, ventilation is really where the discussion should be rather than banning one particular type of technology, said the Association of Home Appliance Manufacturers. Quote, banning one type of cooking appliance is not going to address the concerns about overall indoor air quality. We may need some behavior change. We may need people to turn on their hoods when cooking. <laughs> uh, look, I don't want to have a mandatory hood to either. turn on their hoods. Most of these hoods... The, like you don't have one i don't have one no. and we don't have one over on our side yeah it's an old house yeah but those hoods that people do have mm-hmm. they have a stupid little foam and foil filter up in there hmm. it just circulates whatever was in there right back out into, into the, the same room no, i always nope. wondered where those things go i thought did they go up to the attic or something yeah, no in some they cases? come right out into the kitchen there's mm-hmm. a vent mm-hmm. i've never understood those hoods they don't mm-hmm. really do anything but look like a hood hardly i don't know anybody i don't think except maybe some rich people have uh, you know, a, a stove that has a ventilation hood that vents outdoors. Yeah. And even at that point, the APA is going to come along and say, your hood isn't up to cold. <laughs> it's pumping these harmful right. you know, materials out into what the What about atmosphere. the poor animals? Oh, yeah, think of, yeah, think of the spotted owls. Look, you're just not allowed to cook anymore, okay? You just need to go to the store and get all these prepackaged the foods. This whole thing is to make people so miserable that they all hate each other. Everybody's at each other's throats, and they I, the whole population decrease the, the, the depopulation agenda thing that everybody talks about, I kind of believe that's probably real. They're nuts. These people are control freaks. Well, we know it's real. Fewer people out there. Yeah, from those, their own mouths. Those, right. Those people are not shy about talking about how they want to reduce the population. I mean, you got Bill Gates, who's come right out. He's been talking about it for decades. And yeah. he said you could use a vaccine to do this. To, and then he did. To kill people. Yeah. Mean. And then, of course, you got the Georgia Guidestones as well, yeah. which said it right on there. Uh, still, no one knows who put those I things heard up. I there's a lot fewer uh, female babies being born since the uh, really? plot shot. That's new. I've not heard that one. Uh, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. We got more on banning things coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of... Where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. You can join us 
at 603-283-6160. We're talking about bands. They are once again possibly going to be banning some things here, including gas stoves. That's not the only attack that they're making on your freedoms. Cryptocurrency uh, companies continue to be under assault by the federal government here in the United States and other federal government gangs in other nations as well. We can talk about the latest attacks on them. And there's just a lot in the news, of course, here tonight. You've got Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. Uh, We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. We started out with the story about the gas stove ban that has been proposed. It is not a, you know, it's not not a done deal yet. But as I was pointing out a moment ago, this isn't going to be something that your quote-unquote representatives, which that is just a load to begin with, the idea that these people in Washington, D.C. actually you. represent you. But that aside, they're not going to be the ones deciding on this. It's going to be the Consumer Product Safety Commission. These are the bureaucrats who believe that their job is to make every product as safe as possible. The, actual, the commissioner of the CPSC, Richard Trumka, said to, uh, I think it was, I don't know, Bloomberg looks like, he said, quote, any option is on the table. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. And that is what these people do. If they find something that they don't think is, quote, safe enough, they'll just straight up prohibit it in the so-called land of the free. And now they've turned their sights on gas stoves, which according to this story at the New York Post, are in 40% of U.S. households. Now, this probably doesn't mean that they're going to come in with some sort of, you know, gas stove squad and dismantle your gas stoves that you already have. Probably it won't go that far. What they're, you know, likely to do is some range of put in some new requirements to brand new gas stoves, meaning that they're going to increase the cost of getting a new gas stove because they'll put all this government-mandated filtering or whatever other stuff that they can think of to put in there. Or they'll just straight-up ban them uh, completely. And so it will affect anyone who's buying a new gas stove, which, as you were saying before, Matt, these things are pretty reliable. They will last for decades yep. uh, with you know minor levels of maintenance, right? And propane and natural gas are extremely clean. Yeah, but another thing true. I was thinking that they could do is they can make it because don't you have to have the propane pumped into your house from the city? No, not necessarily. You can you can as we have here. There's a tank on the side of the They'll house and that's and sell it. serviced or, by a private company. Okay, but not necessarily from the city, but from a company. They can make it legal to sell that to you. But they could do that sure. too. Yeah. And you know, one thing it's I don't true. understand about this is like, you know, I don't know about propane. I think propane's a, a, a byproduct of um, of petrol, but um, natural gas doesn't have to be naturally mm-hmm. like methane. I've never understood why they don't just take those giant blow up domes like they put over stadiums and sporting sports mm-hmm. complex and things like that. Why don't they put one of those over every dump, which capture, is rotting capture, me- capture methane. methane, capture methane. You know, it's not that uh, that doesn't seem like rocketry to me. That's mm. free. methane is a free gas. It's literally everywhere. You take a stick and you poke it in the bottom of a pond and bubbles come up. That's methane from all the rotting stuff on the like there, there's no shortage of methane. It's easy to get. It burns clean as a whistle. It's super flammable. It's great. You know, mm-hmm. natural gas. Well, we'll see what they're going to do on this one. They're going to open up a public comment. And I imagine they will get quite a few public comments. But it doesn't matter really what you think. I nope. mean, if they have 
a uh, a direction that they want to go. And if they've got, you know, if they're keen on doing this ban or doing this mandatory whatever, you got to put in new equipment into your gas stove to make it mm-hmm. child safe, etc., uh, then they're going to do it. Yep. And that's just going to be the end of it. Just remember what happened. Remember what happened to incandescent light bulbs? Yeah. I I don't know if that was CPSC or Congress that did that one, but uh, you know, same same idea. Oh well, the, these aren't as good for energy efficiency, so you just can't have them anymore. It doesn't they, matter. They came out think? with ones that if they break, they make a poisonous gas. <laughs> yeah, those twirly uh, ones or the, swirly. The fluorescence they have, I believe, mercury in them. Not, no. I don't know if there's a poisonous gas in there, but. There is mercury. I just know when my uh, when this was going on, my parents would hear about it on Fox News all the time, and they'd always say like, "These ones are bad for you. If these break, don't breathe over them, Bonnie, because they have poisonous gas in them." Do you remember when Volkswagen got sued by the U.S. government? Uh, no. So before, so Volkswagen had you know my car out here. I got a VW uh, Jetta Sportwagon TDI. It's a diesel Sportwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, love that car. People who have them are religious about them. Um, Volkswagen, in order to get these diesels into the country, kind of fudged the numbers a little bit on their pollution. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You've told and, me this, but pe- keep going, please. Well, so what was happening was they were getting them into the country, and running the way they were, uh, you could get about 43 miles to the gallon on diesel out of one of these cars the way they were. Okay. If you detuned all of the restrictive stuff on them, you could get 50, 51, 52 miles per gallon on, on nice. these cars. Great, right? So they were doing the they detuning? They were toning it down so that they could get them into the country, though. And then mm. the government caught wind that they were fudging the numbers and ended up suing them and required Volkswagen to buy back every single car at retail. Like for what people? What if you didn't so, want to sell it back? You didn't have to, but okay. if, but you were crazy if you didn't because if you just drove a car for one hundred ninety thousand miles, they, pay and they you the retail pay price. You, what you paid for I see what it. You're people were selling them back. My car was one of those cars that got bought back by Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. They ended up going to sit on a lot in Michigan for in you know in the elements for like three years, all of them, mm-hmm. until Volkswagen could build this factory and get them all put through this factory, <laughs> revamped with the new government regulations built into the the car. Cars. And when the cars came out, they're getting 34, 35 miles to the gallon. Jesus. So they're getting like, you know, significantly less fuel efficiency out of a car that was burning diesel in the first place anyway. And, it, you know, they literally charged Volkswagen like $30 billion and Man. Volkswagen was required to make the cars less fuel efficient, which is what the whole thing was, the fight was about in the first place. Thank you, government, for just doing one of the biggest, dumbest things I've ever seen any, anybody do. And then they that. had a handful, uh, just a load of used vehicles that they had to get rid yep. of. Wow. Huge loss. Yeah, huge. Uh, somebody had to pay for that, and that's the customers. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the other Volkswagen customers uh-huh. that are buying newer cars. They just jacked the prices yep. up on. Uh, let's go to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Major. All right, you guys are giving me much food for thought, so i got to give you a couple of quickies before I get to the meat of my call. Okay. As far as the gas stoves, they're talking about it affecting the children first. Well, that's just the canary in the coal mine syndrome. They're the smallest entity with the least developed respiratory system. So any smoke out of your wood stove or whatever is going to make them, you know, teary-eyed and act a little, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to have more reaction to it than somebody that's... um full-sized and their their capacity is established and whatnot yeah but uh the, the guy that's trying to regulate these gas stoves 
he's probably one of these guys that believes in cow farts too, even though they don't even fart. Almost certainly. You mean believes in cow farts are destroying the atmosphere or the environment or whatever? If he believes a natural gas stove is is a danger, of course he's going to think cow farts are a danger. <laughs> it it would make sense if they don't fart. Do they really not fart? No, they burp. They got oh. four stomachs, and their gas comes out through their... Through ah. their uh, and uh, they're, they're able to eat vegetables that aren't we would not be able to eat because their intestines are long enough to... So mm. that kind of makes sense. Like they have their own fermentation in their bodies, and that's why we have to ferment things that aren't nutritious to us. Yeah, they they can eat more roughage because it has more gut sacs to sit there and break down. Got it. What else, Major? Well, as far as the cars go, I think it was my third car. I had a '68 Galaxy with a big block 390. In it. Nice. And at the time, I was going to Auto Tech. And so I took that carburetor and I set everything dead center in the middle of factory specs. Seems to me it had a 500 on it. It was just a big two barrel. But I got 22 miles a gallon out of that pig. And being a big old ghetto cruiser four door, it only weighed 3,200 pounds. Yep. It's now, probably the size so of a modern Camry. One of the one of the things that uh, really took the auto industry and a few mileage now was if it was classified as a sports car. They had to have more impact panels in the doors and whatnot. Even my 70 Charger was classified as a, as a sports car. And that was a heavy old horse. I hope you kept that car. I know. I Unfortunately, I lost. <laughs> You'd I lost, be rich right I lost now. my Bow and Luke Duke Mobile. Absolutely. That was my first car, too. That broke my heart. <laughs> that did. That broke my heart. All right, Major. Anything else? Yeah. the uh, We got a new uh, substrain of humanity. They're called Kid Ult. Oh, Ew. yeah. What'd yeah. you hear about them? Cause we talked, yeah, we talked about these. Uh, I mean, it's an adult child. It's the new short term for, uh, for adult child, and it is a terrible uh, sounding yeah. word. But what, what did you hear about them? Well, that they're driving the biggest sales of the toy industry. Yeah. They're responsible for 25% of the toy sales. Yep. That's the exact story we covered, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago here uh, on Free Talk Live. It's, uh, it's pretty wild, but it's, it's true. Adults are huge. Buyers of toys uh, these days. Guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I brought my doll on to show the cameras whenever we were talking about that story. Yeah, but you have one little doll that you got years ago. I mean, you don't have a huge doll collection, a room yeah. full of these things like some of these so, uh, people do. These are the kids that are still living in their mother's basement. Yeah. You know? and, well, and that's how you can afford to buy a room full of dolls. whatnot. Thanks, Major, for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. I mean, Matt, you're certainly a prolific buyer of things. You always have packages showing up here at the at the house. But a lot of them are not, I don't know, I don't get to see what they all are. But I just presume, oh, he's buying some ammo or whatever, right? Because uh, you're a big gun guy. You, you've got your hobbies there. But I don't see you with a room full of action figure uh, characters no, or whatever. Um, actually, you know, I... I I, but there were toys that I loved mm-hmm. as a kid that I wasn't, not that I wasn't allowed to have. We were kind of poor. My parents just couldn't buy some of these toys. were expensive. Sure. Now I'm an established adult. If you I can get buy, whatever you want. Huh? You I'm going to go get want. myself yeah. an Optimus Prime right now and a Mega sure. Supreme. You know what I mean? I want to get, we used to, my dad used to, one toy I loved that I, I have a couple now, but my, my dad used to get me, they're called Stompers, and they're little like three inch long cars that have a single A battery and electric motor in them, and mm-hmm. they'll, the four wheel drive, and they'll go anywhere. Little headlights that lit up on them. A remote things. control? No, they just oh. they just turn them on and the wheels start turning and oh. point them in a direction and they will go hmm. over anything. They were just a fun little 
you know, I think there were four bucks mm. at the time. Are they reissuing them now? I bring don't them back? know. I I've bought a few um, that were just like you got the original vintage. Like okay. yeah, I got to see them on eBay. What do you pay for them ground. nowadays? Yeah, fifteen bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I was really tempted when I worked at Walmart in like 2019 because uh, they put me in the toy aisle for a while, and I was really tempted to buy like the Barbies and stuff like that. The only thing that kept me away from it is just like. I don't. I wouldn't play with them anymore. They're just so mm-hmm. pretty, and I like some of them, but I wouldn't know what to do with them once I got them home. My doll that I got, I got it because it was in a surprise ball, and that just I like surprises. I opened up, I got the best one, and I was happy, so I kept it. Well, that's because adults don't have the same imagination as children, right? Like they're not they're not living Broken in that same adults. world. Just <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't be as fun to imagine my Barbie as doing a thing and talking to another Barbie as it was when I was a little girl. Right, that that's all I did all day. Yeah. At some point in somebody's life, that that goes away. And I don't think it's your imagination. Just okay. Well, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. My mom says I'm great with kids, and my mom has always said that kids flock to me, and I hmm. love kids. I do. I love them. You know, they're just total blank slates. Everything's like every day is just a new day for them, you know, and I kind of see things the same way. So I think I really connect with kids and I probably would have been a great teacher Mm -hmm. had I decided to go down that path. But I think more people should try to capture their inner child back again and quit being so serious about stuff and just try to live life, you know. I think that's an interesting some perspective. There, you know? I don't think there's anything wrong with that that viewpoint. Um, try not to be so serious, etc. Yeah. Have a little bit of fun, that kind of thing. Yep. But I don't know if the answer to that is to fill a room full of yeah, Funko Pop dolls I, or Star Wars dolls or whatever that ultimately you're just going to leave to your kids to have to sell when you die, yep. right? Like uh, I, you were talking about these toys that. You mentioned Optimus Prime, of course. Yeah. A lot of people know that name. That's the uh, the the head transformer, big toy uh, yeah, series from like the nineteen eighty three dollars when I was nine years old. That's a fortune, you know. We're gonna yeah, and they've been doing reissues, by the way, of the original Generation One hmm. Transformers for the last I don't know, probably at least ten years or something like that. And at some point, I thought, "Ooh, that's cool, right?" Like it, it caught me, right? Because I was a Transformers kid when I was growing up in the eighties. I had GoBots. I was poor, and uh, <laughs> and I and I got you know I got a few of them, and I realized like, what am I doing? I don't need to be doing this. I always I was already against collecting things, but I noticed that I was I I had gotten a few, and I didn't want to get more than a few, but I ended up whittling them down to just one. I gave them away to Mark's uh, Mark's son. At one point, just because I don't want to have like I kept the one just like, OK, here's a tether to, you know, who I was as a kid or whatever. Just a reminder of that, what you were kind of talking about. But I don't want to have a collection. I don't want to have, you know, a room full of these things. I think that is a total waste. I think that there's there's nothing to really be proud of there. No one cares about your collection. <laughs> It's true. No one cares. Or at least if you're going to collect things, make things that are, make sure you're collecting things that are easily saleable. Like, I don't know. I think, a, I think a good Barbie collection, you know, there, there's a huge market for that stuff. Like ladies buy that stuff like crazy vintage Barbies. Some sure. But, fortune. but you got to remember if you're buying now a vintage Barbies, the odds that you're going to make anything on that are very, very slim because they're already up in value, right, yeah. right? So you're late to the game. You have to get, if you want to do toy collecting or collecting of anything that can become sort of numismatic or old or whatever, or dated over time, you got to get it when it comes out. 
and uh, all the reissues aren't going to be worth anything because they're right. just reissues, and right? They, That's they, just like with Barbie specifically, all the ones that are coming out now. There's just so many. Like, how do you know sure. which one's going to be popular? And and I don't even know if any of them will be that popular since Barbie's not new or cool anymore. They make like fat Barbie now, and uh, <laughs> oh, no, of course they do. Inclusive Barbie, yeah, yeah. horrible. That's awful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go to uh, phones here. We got Alu on the line calling us from New Hampshire. Hey, go Alu. ahead, Alu. Oh, yes. Did you know that in New Mexico, we have 31 new screening cameras, and it's so good. <laughs> it's so this good. is one of the downsides of not screening uh, calls sometimes, <laughs> is we could identify him by his, uh, his caller ID, and he's playing a character. So obviously, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I miss you. I have uh, an interesting yes. question that I don't even know is uh, technology or IT or programming related. I literally don't know. So I, I think I put a picture of the gold back um, sign that I have for my, my books that I denominate goldbacks because dollars are not stable enough because they're always going down. I have to increase the price in dollars. But yep. I, what I did, I worked on, on Canva for like an hour last night, um, late in the night, on trying to get a, a gold back like symbol, like a dollar sign or the euro sign to make it like a nice G and a B for goldback. Oh. So I can denominate my books in like five goldbacks. Hmm. Now, um, I don't know how to make it. It's an image like a PNG or a JPEG. I don't know how to make it into like a, a character in text. So I'm wondering if anyone of you smart IT people mm. have any idea how to go about doing that. Yeah, that's a good question. There must be some way of doing it. You mean that you've created a symbol sort of like a dollar sign, but for the gold back, which, of course, for listeners that don't know or big fans of here on Free Talk Live, it's an actual physical uh, physical piece of gold that, that you can put into your wallet. It's like the size of an actual like dollar or actually, in some cases, a little bit smaller, and they are just made of real gold. They're just amazing. You should check them out. They're not a sponsor of the show, but I, I love them, goldback.com. You can go there to uh, to learn more about them. But... Uh, the, I'm actually surprised that they don't have one that of these things. They don't have a symbol for uh, for the gold yeah, back. A lot of times, uh, like even if they have a symbol, it won't be in text form. Right. Like so, sometimes when I want to find, um, when I don't know if this will help Alu at all, but whenever I want to put like um some type of a symbol that my keyboard doesn't have, like a TM, you know, like trademark, trademark. my keyboard doesn't have that. I'll Google trademark symbol, and then I'll go copy it from a website, and then I can paste it. I mean, I don't see how exactly, that could help. Yeah. I, I, even I'll... if I could copy and paste it as text, it would make things a lot easier. And I think it would help the gold back a lot for legitimacy as a real serious money as it becomes more serious if there's a symbol that people can use and see. And it would make it easier for me to, like, write things because I have – when I have tables at events I'm selling books at, I'll list the prices. And I can handwrite it with my pen, which is – I have bad handwriting. But if I can have text, even if I can copy and paste it, like, that would make it – so much more legitimate and it would just be awesome yeah i see what you're saying and and i guess they do have one and i you just sent me the image of what you're referring to with your book list and the prices on it uh and you you basically you've taken their logo design which is the capital g connected to the capital b with the g slightly raised above it um and you've made that into like a little icon uh basically so your question is more of a technical one as to how do you get this onto you know the options of things that you can type into a keyboard there must be a way to do it i just don't know what that is it's probably easier than you know we all are aware but that would be something that i suspect if you looked around you'd be able to figure out or maybe ask in like the goldback group if you haven't already and see if some of those tech geeks 
uh, know what the process is, but it would still require. Yeah, I, I bet nobody knows because he knows a lot of technology stuff, and he's been writing programming stuff forever. He may. Uh, it's it, on Matrix. It sounds more to me like uh, like a Windows problem or a operating system problem where you would have to go into a font or something, and you'd have to go in and like add this thing to the font somehow. I bet there's some kind of a generator. I don't know. Online. You, you're calling the wrong show for this one, Alu. I don't, I don't have anything but for you. That's an interesting question. Maybe IT people I know. <laughs> Maybe somebody will call in, though. There's a lot more geeky uh, tech nerds in the Free State Project oh, man. than... Uh, we are replete with them. ...on this thing. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Steve Z is awake right now somewhere. Give him a call. You, know, you, you may have been hearing us talking about these gas stoves, uh, Alu. Do you want to weigh in on this as somebody who's constantly uh, criticizing, and rightfully so, the federal government? Number one, I would never criticize the government. Number two, nobody needs a ga- an assault stove with 11 burners. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake, and how many will burn themselves if you have 12 burners? Nobody needs that capacity. Thank you, Sarah. I see you're still channeling uh, Sarah. We should ask her tonight, by the way, when she calls in, we should ask Sarah what she thinks. She's about just going to believe the study. If she's heard about it at all, yeah. she will believe it wholeheartedly because it was on the news. Thanks, Alu. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's all. Love you all right. guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Indeed, 603-283-6160. So again, the proposal here that they may be uh, banning gas stoves, it's going to be open for a public comment where you can pretend like the government is going to listen to you. <laughs> and that's not really what the public comment is for. The public comment is to make it appear as though the government is listening to you. Oh yeah, you can register your comment. It'll even appear on a website or whatever. And the idea that these politicians actually care what you think they are don't they even care politicians they're just bureaucrats oh, those are bureaucrats that's true but politicians bureaucrats they don't care what you think when the city council here in Keene, new hampshire has a public comment phase they're just biding their time they're just like zoning for, out while yeah, you're talking waiting for you guys to get done so they can go and do what it was that yep. they wanted to do and that's the same thing is true with the CPSC, the Consumer Products Safety Commission. Let's go to Stephen. He's in Northwest Georgia. Uh, Stephen, I know I happen to know from your previous calls uh, that you are also a professional chef. You're a, you're working back in a kitchen constantly. Uh, what do you you know? I presume you want to weigh in on this gas stove thing. So actually, uh, I will if you give me more details. But I realize that it is seven o'clock here on the East Coast, and I haven't. Uh, being able to let you know I'm praying for you. I hope your sentencing goes well. Thanks. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of sucky, man. Yeah, it does. Um, it does suck. Yeah. But, um, it's well, so you haven't heard as a chef that they're proposing to, uh, the CPSC is proposing to ban gas stoves from being manufactured and sold in the United States? Oh, um, I mean, that would affect this area because this area has a company called Roper. And Roper makes GM stoves. Hmm. Um, but I will say this. Uh, gas, electric, I don't care what it is. Um, if you're not smart enough to, like, pay attention, you will burn yourself. Hmm. It's not It's not a... I mean, we say this with guns, right? People, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Well, you know what? Stoves don't burn people. Dumb people burn themselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, th- this one, uh, this ban is more about, they're trying to say that gas stoves have been shown to leak chemicals that give children asthma, so therefore people can't have gas stoves anymore. Um, I've worked in what's called a dungeon, and that's a technical term, with 
Uh, I guess the biggest dungeon I've worked in had 78 stoves. Wow. wow. That dungeon. And those were, those, yeah, that's why they call it the dungeon. Um, but, I mean, those were gas, um, and I don't have asthma. Hmm. Um, I, I would say the biggest, in the kitchen industry, the biggest threat to your lungs is baker's lungs, and that's dust in the air. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I don't think they care about the people in the kitchen industry. This is all about protecting the children. And thank you, Stephen, for your call They'll tonight. They'll ban bread making soon enough. I, I, yeah, that dungeon sounded interesting. I wonder yeah, what that's crazy. That's I bet it's really hot in there. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can join the show here. we got uh, plenty of time for you. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. The phones are open. Of course, you can join us here. Bring in whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. Uh, more the government bands coming up. What else are they targeting? They're, they're going after your gas stoves now, and some people are saying the gas stove thing is their final straw. Now they're supporting in, uh, <laughs> independence, yeah. a peaceful secession up Some here. people really care about their gas stoves because they swear that they cook better. And from what I understand, all of the chefs say that they do. I would... I believe them. I, I only had the opportunity to try them when I lived in my parents' house in Utah for like a couple of years we had one. But back then, I wasn't as into cooking, so I wish I had one now to try. Yeah, I, uh, I've i just always kind of been spooked by uh, gas technology, and <laughs> so I think we actually had one here. Oh, no, I don't think we did. But there is, like, the stove here is, like, ready for gas. There's there's a gas line that's run to it. It's just capped off or whatever. Oh, so, wow. So we could do that uh, in this house. Side? It probably wouldn't be a big deal to put it over there if it isn't, if it isn't already. Um, but you know, what always spooked me about it was when I was a little kid, there was, I remember my parents, my, my grandmother had this trailer that was like on the beach, well, not quite on the beach, but near, nearby a beach on one of the islands in Florida. And we would go up there as like a vacation and they had a gas stove in the trailer. And my parents taught me about the pilot light and it just, it spooked the hell out of me because all oh, the pilot light goes out. It's bad. Cause then the whole place fills with gas and it's really dangerous. But I guess now they have electric, uh, ignitions for gas yeah. stoves. The way I, I would prefer in, you know, the pilot. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, I mean, I, I've never seen a problem with, uh, with you know pilot the, the amount of gas that a pilot light puts out is very very little gas mm-hmm. it's not going to like fill a place and the roof's going to explode off the top or anything if there's a an arc yeah. or so like just, i said i was a kid at the time so it, it spooked I, me i, I get and, it uh, and, you know like, I, I just i just don't want to have to deal with this you know yeah. i got enough problems in my house so i was get an electric stove yeah so. uh but yeah i think we had like an old 70s electric stove when i bought this place so i don't i don't think it was a gas mm. anyway let's go to the phones here uh, you can bring up whatever you want but you know now that i've learned more about gas stoves i've come to uh, to appreciate the the concept so if they're gonna buy one now or if they're gonna ban gas stoves now it makes me want to get a gas stove right. so what uh, exactly is the pilot light the pilot light is a light that's always on fire. Like the if you look underneath the like the the top pan of the you take the burners off and look underneath, there'll be a fire going inside. It's just like a bic lighter sized flame. Little flame that constantly yeah. basically 
is is burning just a small trickle of the gas that's yep. that's coming out and the reason it exists is so so that when you turn the gas on to light there. one of the thing it'll it'll ignite that gas so you don't have to light it and they don't make it like that anymore no they do still they some do. of them yeah uh for instance the water heater that we just replaced uh that had yep. a uh a pilot. a pilot light in it the new one is i believe an electric hmm. uh ignition anyway let's go to the phones here we got dan in tennessee listening to wgow on fm go ahead dan hey how you doing welcome sir you're I'm, on the air uh, thank you thank you i really don't have a whole lot of uh things to say about the gas stove, but I do have an interesting, as far as the gas in general, you know, a lot of people heat with gas as well. Mm-hmm. I had an uncle in West Virginia that uh, hired a company to come in and drill a water well. And they were going to go 300 feet, and they went down 150 foot and struck gas. He Whoa. told them wow. to stop. He told them to stop, told them to leave, piped it down to his garage, and put a gas heater in the garage. <laughs> Not too long after that, not too long after that, the Hope Gas Company came and said, hey, we have to put a meter on this. You have to pay for it. Oh, but my. my uncle was pretty sharp. He already knew the law. He said, we were only 150 feet. It's my gas. Wait, wait, wait. So and the that's, gas that's company was... Much it. Hold on a second. The, the gas company was trying to claim they had a pipe that uh, that far down? They had to meter it because he was getting gas for free, and that just couldn't be. But was he getting the gas... That was, that was it, off of his land. Right, right. But this was like a natural gas deposit. It wasn't coming from the company's pipeline. He didn't like smash into the company's no, pipeline, no, right? No. They were just trying to make him... He, the, most people probably just comply because they think they have to or something. Mm. Right. Exactly. Especially up there, the old Hope Gas Company, which was corrupt and is out of business now. Wow. That's, that's the way they did business. Wow. I do have a, a real short story, if you don't mind, back to major story. Yeah, yeah. Do me a favor uh, before you tell it. Just back off your phone a little bit. You're a little over uh, over modulated. Maybe like a couple inches away from your phone. That might uh, might help you a little bit. All right. How's there you that? go. Much better, better, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> Major was talking about the old car he had and how much gas mileage he got. When I was in high school, I had a '77 Rally Sport Nova, 350 small block, four speed. I got 26 miles to the gallon. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Where are those cars now? Yeah, now Why can't now we my have wife those now? Has a Kia. I don't know. My wife has a Kia now, an 05 model. It gets 20. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> well, that's because of all that crap they're putting under yeah. the hood, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. Dan, good story, man. Thanks for uh, calling and sharing it tonight. I, I definitely appreciate hearing I from really, you. I really, I'm glad that that story had a happy ending and he told those people to, to get off Go pound his sand. Land. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, in my hometown, people hit gas before, and what they do is they cap the well and they'll, they'll sell it to the gas companies mm-hmm. in the area. You sure. Know? I wonder how long that lasts for. Like, does it run out at some know. point, or do you just have gas for the rest the of your life? But he had the technical skills to build his own pipe, so... Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Or he hired someone to do it, which is probably how they found out, right? Because, like, so, somehow the word got to the gas company. Right. Right? So he probably... It was probably somebody that he yeah, hired. Oh, godsend. That'd be a really sweet thing to run into on your property, free it's amazing. gas. Amazing. All right. So you can bring up whatever you want here. We, we started out with the gas stove thing. We'll certainly, as that develops, and it's probably not going to develop well... Uh, we'll get uh, more details to you as we hear them. But in other news about things they want to ban, of course, they, they can't quite just come right out and ban cryptocurrencies. And the reason for that, I think there's a couple of them. Number one, I think that they would lose on a challenge of free speech grounds yeah. that you're essentially, if you ban cryptocurrency, you are you're targeting somebody's computer code. You're targeting essentially free speech. Someone, Language. Satoshi Nakamoto, wrote the code for Bitcoin. 
And so uh, so it has a free speech protection, I think. And then secondly, there are some people in Congress that already have cryptocurrency and they probably want crypto to continue to that mm-hmm. extent. So, you know, because it's relatively popular, they were, you know, they couldn't they didn't know what it was early on and they couldn't ban it early on because they didn't know what it was. And b- before they knew it, it was huge mm-hmm. and it's everywhere. Or if they banned it, people would have been like, what's this? They, they could have drawn some attention to it. People yeah. didn't know what it was and hoped it wouldn't get popular. So what they are doing instead is they're targeting the people who are dealing with cryptocurrency. They're targeting people in business, uh, people who, uh, for instance, are the technological developers, the people that are the coders, the people that are the companies that are offering cryptocurrency services and products and things like that. And, of course, they're going after uh, people like me and the Crypto6 who have helped people buy and or sell uh, their cryptocurrency without asking government permission. They're basically saying, as they said at the closing statement of uh, the Crypto 6 trial that I, uh, now probably three, three weeks ago at this point, uh, but as they said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, Bitcoin's not illegal. It's just you have to do it the way we say. Which right. is like, you have to do it. like I said, it, it's a stateless thing that have, exists because of no other government. It doesn't you know, have a headquarters on any government's property. I just don't understand how they can have any say. It, I wish people were freaking out about this as much as... The gas stoves? No, uh, well, the gas stoves, too. But I was going to say, the way the people freaked out, I think they ultimately failed, but um, they wanted to protest the government taking over the internet. Yeah, that's happened a few times. Yeah, there's been uh, some governmental push to regulate the internet in some way, shape, or form. And people, and people understand... Do that's not that the government's one. property. They can't. You, they can't just claim the government. The government. The internet's this thing in the air. It's not. You know. And that's been relatively successful in the United States. They've managed but to push back Europe. some. Yeah, Europe. No, they're they're doing crazy regulations on internet freedoms. There. But it's a, it's the same concept. Like Bitcoin isn't. You know. It's information. A physical yeah. thing that moves around in a country. Correct. It doesn't move. And no one went to the government. <laughs> I tried to point that out during the uh, the Crypto Six trial, and yep. it didn't matter. And uh, the other thing is. I forgot what I was going to say. Nobody asked for the government's permission to create it. Nobody got a permit. Yeah, that, my my thing is, you know, the U.S. dollar is good for all debts, all debts, public and private, right? But is there a law that says people have to use that exclusively and we're not allowed to use other forms of currency? There is not. I used to think that there was. I used to think that uh, the legal tender law meant that you had to accept it. And no, you don't. They, I, uh, but you have to pay your government debts with dollars. Dollars, correct. and that's how it, I've been. I've been learning that a lot of laws, people don't uh, know this about most of them, but most of them only apply to government officials because it's like, I don't know. It's like back when they wrote the laws, they realized that they could only actually control the government people. Like there's a rule going into the courthouse, the federal courthouse in Concord. Mm-hmm. And they tried to apply it to the citizens, saying you have to show your ID when you go in. But the actual rules are written on the wall, as Joa pointed out. And they literally say that all federal employees have to be ID'd. So there's nothing about like the regular people. So they've reversed the actual requirement. Yeah. yeah. And like with the federal income tax, some people have figured out that it doesn't say anywhere that any income that you take in is taxable. The only income that's actually taxable is federal income. So if you worked for the government, that's taxable. Let's go to the phones here. I got David on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, great, uh, great stories here about the gas stove and the and the cryptocurrency. Thanks. 
<clears throat> my thought is um, as far as crypto buying and selling, in that case, just encourage absolutely everybody to do peer-to-peer buying and selling because they can stop one person, they can stop two people, but can they stop 10 million people? Well, and I, I definitely think that that's a good idea, David, but the problem is the they know that when they do things like going after the Crypto 6, going after the guy uh, Mark Hopkins down in Texas who was convicted of uh, operating a money transmitter, quote-unquote, even though he jumped through the government's hoops, even though he got the money transmitter license. Uh, in his case, Texas didn't have a money transmitter license and he tried to like talk to the Texas banking regulators, like, all right, well, I want to sell Bitcoin. What do I have to do? They said, nothing. You're good. We don't regulate that, then- just like they say here in uh, in New Hampshire, except he did get the federal one. And the Fed still came after him and said, we're coming after you. We're going to charge you with this because you didn't get the state thing. He says, I didn't have to get the state thing. Well, you got the charge anyway. What and, are you uh, going to do? The reason they actually guilty. convicted him, because you would think he would just not take a guilty plea or anything. And yeah. one thing that is true is that juries are idiots yep if you're not he didn't even go to trial though they threatened to go after his wife for opening accounts for him so to like help his wife so yeah so they'll always try to hamstring you somehow you know i i I just uh, i don't even want to say it it is frustrating but that but the point i was going to make to david about this is there's no doubt that this has a uh an effect on people sure it's chilling that's that's all they got yeah that's literally all they have, though. They fear. don't have a whole lot more. That's because than that they only show. operate on fear. They, they do. Well, yep, right, fear and ignorance. That's all they have is coercion. Right, fear and the ignorance. Right, so you got the ignorance of the coercion. jury. That's yep. like, oh, well, you know, you're not following the government rules. Well, the rules don't say it. Reg- it can regulate uh, Bitcoin. Well, we think it should. Guilty, you know. Like so, it doesn't even matter what the rules say. Like we had, we had this case, in my opinion, dead to rights yeah. on the Crypto Six case. I don't think the prosecution proved their case. We're going to appeal. Hopefully, the appeals court will agree with that. But you know, of course, judges are likely to rule in favor sure. of the state anyway. So they'll they'll probably bend their bend over backwards to try to figure out a reason to agree with the jury. But uh, with something like this, I wouldn't doubt it if the judges haven't been threatened or maybe so. told what to say themselves. Yeah, but it has been a chilling effect. And we were talking about this to some extent on Friday night when Chris was here. He was saying, oh, you're being so pessimistic. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm optimistic still about cryptocurrency. It's just what I see around me is not what I saw a few years ago with cryptocurrency. We have fewer businesses taking uh, crypto now. And that's because some of them have gone out of business and our community hasn't successfully replaced them with, uh, with new ones. There aren't as many people that are able to pay with crypto due to a technical issue with, uh, with any pay that's been in place for like a year. So it's sort of like a bunch of different factors have come together, but it's definitely true that there are fewer people who are sort of openly saying, Hey, cause it used to be that there was this group that we had here in the Keene area uh, like a crypto chat group on Telegram or whatever, and people could just post. It used to be that you would just put, if you needed to buy some Bitcoin, if you had like, I don't know, 100 bucks or 500 bucks or something, like, hey, I got a, I got $300, I want to buy some Bitcoin. Anybody selling? Somebody, within uh, within a couple hours, somebody would say, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the, the two of those people would meet up, and then you know they'd take care of each other, and or vice versa, right? Oh, I got some Bitcoin I want to sell, and does anybody want to buy it? And I was always so surprised Back in you know pre-raid times, how often this would happen? I I figured uh, 
you know, somebody's going to post in there and there's no one's going to buy it. But every time somebody would post, somebody would buy the yeah. thing. And, now and I never see those posts. I've anymore. actually heard somebody say like, oh, I'm afraid to do that anymore. Like, because yeah. I don't want to post it and become a target of the government. Not because anything is wrong about it, but because the government will They're come afraid. after you for whatever. They're yeah. afraid. So, David, I think that's the biggest problem you got to deal with is people don't want to go to prison. People don't want to go in front of a jury. They don't want to take this. Uh, this risk, and they see it as a risky proposition to do peer-to-peer trading. And it's and as the uh, uh, the Mark Hopkins case in Texas proved, it's risky to do it even if you do jump through the hoops, even if you do yep. get so their paperwork. Go ahead. So in the in the Monero community, for example, there is this um, <clears throat> there is this thing called the the Monero Run, where one day a year. Everybody makes sure that all their Monero, like everybody in the community, basically makes sure that all their Monero is off of the exchanges because not your keys, not your coin. Mm. If we encouraged everybody in the crypto community to always do peer-to-peer trading, there would be so many people they couldn't arrest them all. We would grind that justice system to a halt if they tried. And there wouldn't yeah, be enough room in the I love, I love the idea, but the only thing, and I would like to encourage more people to do it when they can. The only thing is you can't really do peer-to-peer with a business. Like your cashier can't have access to your wallet. And that's why we need a new, or if not a new AnyPay, well, a competitor to AnyPay or AnyPay to fix everything that's wrong with their app. Well, I, I get what you're saying, Bonnie, but what he's referring to specifically is the buying and the selling of the crypto. So oh, okay. you're talking about the... Buying products. Yeah, you're talking it. about buying products with crypto. He's talking about, I need to get Bitcoin or Monero or whatever, or I have Bitcoin or Monero and I want to sell it. Yeah. Those sort of what they call in the business, the on-ramps or the off-ramps. How do you get in and out of it? Because it's easy. Once you get crypto, it's easy to go from Bitcoin to Monero, from Monero to Dash, from whatever. You don't. There's a lot of these things out there. There are a lot of exchanges that don't require, you know, know your customer nonsense. There's the new ThorChain thing that uh, is a completely decentralized exchange uh, that uh, is, a lot of people are talking about. A lot of wallets are implementing it behind the scenes. You may already be using it without even knowing, which, again, these are know your customer. No, there's no requirement. But in order to get in and in order to get out, you're dealing with fiat currency. Yep. And whenever you're dealing with fiat currency, the regulators are going to be all about it. Yep. And they're going to be all over you, and they're going to be paying close attention. Remember, all those dollars are Caesar's dollars. Right. They don't they belong, belong to, to them. you. They do not belong to you. You're just using them. Well, and the, the one thing, I, my, crit, my critique here is not to say that I'm against what you're saying, David. I like it, and I think it's definitely a, a meme that should spread. It's a concept that should spread. There should be more people doing peer-to-peer, not, not fewer people uh, doing peer-to-peer. But anything that requires, quote-unquote, everyone to do something is a failed plan from uh, from the get-go. Everyone's not going to be a peer-to-peer seller. Only some people are willing to consider it. And if we can encourage there to be more of those people, then that's good. But, man, there has been such a chilling effect, I think, at least here in the, you know, the, the so-called crypto mecca. You know, we could get we could get proactive on this type of stuff. And I'm just just, you know, I hope every listener out there, if you get a chance to get on a jury. Please get on the jury. Sure. It may end up being something like this. And there is such a thing as jury nullification, where if there you is. don't think that person is has created a victim of any kind, then let them go. Whether they, the whether law, they broke the yep. law or not. If there is no victim, there is no crime, not guilty. David, anything else you want to share tonight? Just with the uh, just one quick thing with the gas doubles. Yeah. Uh, as a blind, as a blind person, 
the gas stoves are actually very easy to use mm-hmm. because the these glass these glass cooktops like these glass electric cooktops are actually pretty darn difficult to use because you don't you can't necessarily tell right where the burner's at. Mm-hmm. Whereas on these mm-hmm. gas stoves, there's no problem with that because mm-hmm. the burners stick up and you know where to put right. the pots. That's interesting. I have a huge question for you then. Um, as a blind person, what apps do you... I don't know if you want to answer this on the radio, but my friend who's blind says he can't use Monero because he's blind and there's no apps that let him oh. like use the text reader. What Cake apps? Wallet. Which one? Cake, Cake Wallet. Wallet. C-A-K-E, Cake Wallet, or okay. Monero.com. They're made by the same developer. Oh. Um, his name is Dick something from New York. It's open source. And... It does have some accessibility issues, mm-hmm. but they're not severe. They're not to the point where you can't use the app. It's more minor minor nuisance. Um, okay. They can be used with the TalkBack screen reader on Android or the VoiceOver screen reader on the iPhone. Good to great, know. Great, great. Good info. Thank, Thank you, you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate the uh, the input here, and and I agree. I agree with you know his general concept, and and according to the government's own rules or whatever, if you do a small amount of purchasing or selling uh, Bitcoin peer-to-peer like a couple times a year. And I don't want to give legal advice, but you probably are going to be safe at like one or two times a year. If it, if they can, if they can't say it's a, quote, business, then you're probably okay. But, you know, it's terrible to have to like say, oh, no, sorry, I already did my one transaction per year. I can't help you, friend. Oh, somebody, a friend of mine wants to buy some uh, some Bitcoin. I have some Bitcoin to sell. But, oh, well, what if he's an undercover agent for the uh, for the IRS, right? Like the, the amount of paranoia uh, that is now associated with just simply buying and selling a thing. That's what we're talking about here, by the way. Cryptocurrency is not money. Okay, I understand that in the court case that I just went through, the judge insisted in the jury instructions that, quote, Bitcoin is funds, but yeah, it's that, not. Yeah, that's a judge that was playing with terminology there. Yeah, well, the it was another judge who made that determination, and so, because some guy in a robe said so, well, now all the guys in the robe get to say that, that Bitcoin is funds. It's crazy. But it's not. It's computer code. It's, I think, as, uh, I don't know if it was Vin Armani who put it this way, quote math with friends that's all bitcoin is you're doing math and you're doing it with your friends right that's all this is it's free speech it's computer code this is protected freedom of speech and it's not money so and it doesn't move it's not being transmitted right and these are things i got into when i took the stand uh in my own defense at the crypto six trial attempted to explain it uh to the jury they didn't believe it. They did the opposite of jury nullification, it appears. They're idiots. Uh, they were pissed off that they had to be in that courtroom on Christmas. For three weeks. But that's what I think. Yeah. They were pissed off that they had to go through all that evidence, that they had to uh, be there right by Christmas. And also just the government says a guy did this thing and look at all this evidence. He must be bad. We have to convict him for something. In this case, for everything, for all eight counts is what they convicted me of. You can learn more about that at thecrypto6.com. Plus, the, the judge did purposely kept keep saying stuff about you being like libertarian. Mm. So it's like they might just just hate libertarians. They might hate free staters and not have said anything. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want here. The SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission. So remember, there's two different assaults, at least two. There's the the FBI and the IRS targeting individuals for buying and selling uh, cryptocurrency. And then there's the SEC going after crypto developers and companies. We'll talk about that coming up.
is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And uh, we've been changing things up here uh, ever since the new year on Free Talk Live, and I think it's been a really good move. We dropped two entire breaks per hour, the idea being that listeners across uh, the spectrum from radio to internet Live listeners will be happier. Our podcast listeners will get extra content. We're adding basically uh, eight minutes an hour of talk time, re- removing eight minutes of commercials. I think it's been a major success. All of our hosts have uh, have enjoyed it. The callers, the listeners, uh, we get deeper into conversations. It's been a lot of fun so far. But one of the things that we need from you is direct support. Uh, we don't basically we don't have any advertisers at this point on Free Talk Live. You know, talk about a chilling effect. Uh, you know, whatever the reason is. Maybe advertising isn't as effective these days as it used to be. People are being bombarded by advertisements constantly. Maybe some advertisers don't want to be associated with a uh, a program that's being targeted by the federal government because they don't want to be targeted themselves. Uh, But we do still have the ability to go directly to you. Now, I can't take cryptocurrency payments because of my bail condition, so we have to use the the dollar as a payment method, which I, I find despicable, but... It is what it is. So uh, we do that through the Patreon platform. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com, as Igutsky has done. So thank you, Igutsky, for joining our Amps program. He is a uh, silver-level supporter, which is 5 bucks a month, and that is all that we ask for, by the way, is only 5 bucks. so thank you. You can do more if you want. But it helps us advertise, market, promote, and support. That's what AMPS stands for. It helps us continue the mission of this show, which is, of course, to foster peace and talk about freedom and liberty and all kinds of the you know fun stuff that we discuss here regularly on Free Talk Live. So if you want to help us out, you want to help spread Free Talk Live, get us on more radio stations, uh, keep the bills paid, that sort of thing, well, then we certainly would appreciate the support. Uh, go to amps.freetalklive.com, and you can get signed up there with your debit card, your credit card, your PayPal account, and that money is used to advertise, market, support, promote Free Talk Live. There was a caller even from Florida who said he doesn't use internet so he yep. called us, asked for an address, and sent us a check. Yep. It was very nice. He did send a check. That's Thank cool. you very much uh, for that, by the way. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, you're on the air on Free Talk Live. What is your name? My name is Humili. Welcome, sir. You're on the air. So I enjoy your show so much. Thanks. And all I have to, um, I, you'll have to forgive me. I'm an older individual. I, I listened to your program on the Alexa app or the Alexa uh, device that I have. And it often is interrupted by sports. And um, are you listening on a radio a station? Just to clarify, when you're on, when yes, you're using sir. Alexa, yes, sir. I uh, indeed, I am, I am. And um, could you talk a, a an older individual how I can just tune in to your show? I enjoy it so much listening to it, but then it gets. Uh, preempted by the sports, which yeah. I understand. Here's what I'd recommend. Is there um, a way I could listen to it just on the Alexa? And, yeah, and I think there is a way to do to this. Now, I, I am not a... I've never used Alexa, so you've got more experience at this than I do, but I've heard from people who have used it that all you have to do is say, Alexa, play Free Talk Live, and see if that works. Uh, I think that's all you have to do. 
Uh, can I, I take it to like the website? Yeah, or the. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you can load websites. I don't on know. This. I've, I've never been used thing. to Alexa either. It's a voice thing, right? So, uh, sh- so. Yeah, but such as the internet. It's been so entertaining to be able to listen to you on my phone while oh, I've you. been trying to call in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it got preempted. I'm, that's I'm, another I'm option. I'm from a different part of the country, and I've recently relocated, and the 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 station that I've tuned you in on. They, they, it's often preempted. Yeah, we love our radio said, stations. You know what? I'm just, uh, I said, I'm just going to call these guys. I said, you yeah, know what? Sure. They might be up. They might be willing to take my call. And, well, we're and, always willing to take people's calls. It's open phones, as you know, every night here on Free Talk Live. So I would start there uh, with uh, just trying to tell it to play Free Talk Live. It may end up playing the podcast version of the show, but that's fine. You know, you're still getting the full Every, every full time, episode. Every time I've asked it, it just does it plays an old episode and i just wanted to tune in well, uh, to do what you have you guys a... we're talking about tonight because it's so um you know i enjoy listening uh do you have a smartphone i do oh that's the easiest way then you can just go to freetalklive.com and you'll find live uh live player links right there um at the top so that's probably going to be the best way to listen live and uh hope that helps you uh was there anything else you wanted to share tonight no, you I'm, guys do a great job. Thank you so thank much you. for taking my call. Thank you for the call. Yeah, we love our radio affiliates. We've got over 170 great radio stations that air this show. But one of the sort of one of the crosses you have to bear being a nighttime show in radio is some stations have sports, and right. when the sports games are on, we're not on. I wish That's people didn't care about sports anymore. I don't get it. Well, I mean, people have their hobbies, and but it's, that's it's a hobby. weird. It's like, how's that a hobby? Like, my dad loves to play sports, and he takes any opportunity when he anywhere plays he them. yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. When he moves into a new place, he'll find people to play sports with, but mm-hmm. he also watches it. Why do you want to watch people play it? I don't understand. Mm, I mean, I like to play golf and watch other people play golf and i like to play baseball and i like to watch other people play baseball some people like watching the pros right like they they like yeah they might like to play baseball but they're probably missing more swings than they're hitting right like they want to they want to see people that are better at doing what they what they do and that same thing's true of like the kids that watch the video game players oh my god the kids i'm 47 oh my god so (laughs) I, i i love call of duty but i suck at it and to get my fix for people who don't suck at it i go on youtube and i watch the, the, you watch the, the experts, awesome. and you might be able to pick up some. Why things, can't people right? like, just do that totally on YouTube? Why can't people just watch sports on YouTube? So, oh, that's happening the, now, by the way. I, I bet it is, but I'm just saying so that way the radio stations aren't clogged YouTube with it. YouTube just got the NFL uh, yep. Sunday Ticket, I wow, believe is what it's did. called. They outbid. I don't know if it was Fox or CBS, but one of the big, big broadcasters. They paid. I think it was like $2 billion Huge. or something for this next year's, next season. I don't know if it starts, maybe it'll be in August or September or whatever, but uh, they got it. Amazon got like the Thursday NFL thing, so I still it's going stand by the fa- I still stand by the idea that I, I think pro sports are going down the tubes. Generally, really? I think, why? I think, I don't know why. I just don't think sports are as popular as they used to be. I don't but think I will so tell you the esports are huge. They are getting huge. And are they sen- really? Yeah, they're setting up teams. They're giving people major contracts. And I've heard about all you that. You mean video I mean, game sports? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People play video game it, you know. sports. I'm, I'm, I got to put quotes around that, man. E- and I'm sorry. E- athletes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, as somebody who grew up on video games and I, I, I really love them, I don't I don't have time for them anymore uh, these days, but uh, I still have an appreciation for them. I, I cannot put that in the same category as like that's the same level of a sport as playing chess. 
is right, right, is right. Uh, you know because it takes hand coordination, eye coordination. You're using your mind, you're thinking, but you're not working out. You know, you're right. not, you, you know your your physical performance you're, isn't you're really not getting going plowed to into you. the ground by a 350 pound man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't have to kick a ball. You right. don't have to throw a thing. You're just standing there with your or there's sitting. No there. blood. There's no sweat. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I want to say about people that like to watch sports is I always enjoyed. I, I'm like the only not athletic person. Me and my mom are the only not athletic people in my family and everybody else is basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I always enjoyed watching my little brother and sister play because it'd be like, I know their team members. You know them. I yeah. know them. But why do you care about this random man you don't know? Why? It's weird how uh, emotional they get about it too. That I agree with is like, I never understood that at all. The insanity of the team mentality, especially them saying we did yeah. something. Yeah. Like, you have a mouse in your pocket? You did not do what you just watched. <laughs> right. You were not the winner of the game. You did not contribute uh, beyond buying the ticket or the, the hot dog or whatever. It's like family mentality, though. Like Yankees fans are the worst. Boston, I don't know, Boston, Boston Red Sox fans might be worse. But they're, you know, we won that one. You know, it's like. It's, you're just saying that because you're around here. Those people are everywhere. Every team, everywhere, they all talk the same way. I think that's the best critique, honestly, of the sports thing. And I wonder if they're doing that with esports. Do the do the esports fans do that too? Do they um, say we won when their favorite team won a, a you know a shooting you know, it's match? Funny in, in esports, you might have somebody who's contracted for one team, but they might wear the other team's jersey, like a mm. competing team's jersey, because they're friends with all the. It's a kind of a. It's kind of a big community, and they all support each other, and they're all trying to bring it up, bring up awareness. You know, so you sound like you're you're into this. Are you watching the esports? Yeah, sure, I watch them okay. all the time. Who's who's your favorite team? <laughs> Do you have um, one? If you have to think about it, they're not your favorite. Well, I mean. There, it depends. They're they're, they're different. There, there's Atlanta. There's phase. different teams for different games. Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, there's certain there's certain franchises who will sponsor people in various different games. Mm-hmm. So, so there's it's not like a, city by city, like with yeah, NFL. There's, there's like Atlanta phase, oh. and then there's the New York Subliners and a uh, hundred thieves in L.A. Do and, the game? Just to clarify something here. So the Atlanta phase was Atlanta it? Phase, yeah. Does the Atlanta phase have like a team that plays? Overwatch and a team that yes. plays League of Legends. Yes. And, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yep, exactly. I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, they're they're uh, they're highly competitive. They're they're because you can't play Yankees. multiple games. You have to zero in on and one that's what they do. game. Yeah. So right? they have pros that play all all yeah. Call of Duty guys, and they have mm-hmm. another one that's all you know League of Legends and you know mm. so forth. And so, have you watched these games like in full? Do you sit sure. down and and actually Absolutely. watch from beginning to end? Yep. Wow. Well, how come uh, since you're from New York, New York isn't your automatic favorite since you have to be mind-controlled to root for the team the that you're from? Team? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Let's go to the phones here. We got somebody else on the line. Uh, what's your name? You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Tony. Tony, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I was going to let the individual that was just talking, if he has a smartphone or a computer, you can go to Talk Stream Live. I'm a truck driver, and I got the app on my phone, and that's how I listen to you guys. Cool, man. Yeah, that's nice. uh, that's a definitely long time uh, option. Talkstream Live has had our stream on there for I don't know how many years, but it's been years. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been a long years. Time. Is that how you found us? What were you looking for when you found us? Just something that was uh, live? I, I yeah, I was just looking for something live. Uh, I don't know about two years ago, and I seen you guys. I was like, okay, here I'm gonna click on it. I've been listening to ever since. All right, very nice, very nice. Well, anything else I you want to share tonight? That- no, that was it. I just, you know, just wanted to let the individual know if he has a smartphone, he can do it that way, or even type it in on the computer. You know, any thoughts on the, the the topic at hand here about sports and why people are so obsessed? 
I'm not obsessed with sports. I gave up sports, quit watching sports after the Saints watched the Super Bowl. I have not watched any sports since. <laughs> I told you, sports are going <laughs> down the tubes. <laughs> well, but wait, wait. They really are. Why? But what was the reason? I, I think it's because of, uh, lots of people will say it's because of the woke culture. Like, they just want to play sports, and they don't like hmm. the uh, companies behind it making, you know, statements. But what about, what was the reason for you? Why did that piss you off that was my main reason is because it it got political and whenever it got political that's when i was done i just you know i i don't pay to watch political stuff makes sense i pay to watch the team and i like said since then i have not watched any sports since Thank you for the call tonight. We're glad you're listening to us instead. So thank you and appreciate the High tip on, uh, totally. on TalkStream Live. And there are, there are several uh, apps like that out there that sort of collect uh, live streams and make them searchable and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, try that too. Uh, TuneIn, we're on TuneIn as well. We've been on there forever. So I've heard that so many times about people who stopped watching sports is it got boring because it's political now. And it's not like when they were kids and it was just all about, yeah, the, about the game. Well, the woke stuff is getting into everything, it seems like. There's going to be some pushback on that. I think, I think there already is. Point. If you want to talk about esports, I'll tell you what. In Call of Duty, it's like everybody who plays Call of Duty is basically woke. Four chan. They're anti woke. <laughs> They're anti woke. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, no. It's pretty. It can be pretty coarse. And the latest release of Call of Duty has proximity chat. So if you're hunting somebody down, mm-hmm. you can you talk can to smack them. talk them. You know, <laughs> you don't know where they are. They don't know where you but are. But you can hear them. You can hear them. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, all right, so you can join the show here at 603-283-6160. Uh, do we cover the sports thing? Do you guys feel like you've got more to say on that? Yeah. All right, so here's more on uh, what's going on with the SEC, their latest targeting. And, and for listeners that don't know, they've gone after Ripple. That case is still in play. They've gone after Library, LBRY. We've talked a lot about Library over the years here on Free Talk Live. We're big fans of what they do at Library, which is a media sharing protocol. But they went after them, and they said, oh, well, we think your library token, which is the system that kind of makes the system, it's the token that makes the system go, basically. You have to pay a little bit of the token, like a, you know, a hundredth of a token, and the tokens cost like two cents or less. Uh, to, you have to pay like a hundredth of a token to make your video go online, basically. It's, it's the way the system works. And so their argument, of course, is that this is a utility token. It's it's here for a reason. It's not here as a, a speculative investment. We weren't advertising it that way. But they said, oh, well, somebody who was part of your company, even though they didn't work for you or something, like went online on a Reddit forum and said that this could go up in value at some point. And so therefore, <laughs> it's now a security because somebody said they thought it was going to go up in value it's who crazy. was associated with your company in some way. And they didn't even and- get to have like a trial. That's right. Yeah, the judge made a uh, what's the word bench, for it? Right? Summary judgment. Summary judgment. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, the, he they never went to a jury. It just the judge just determined that oh yeah, SEC's right. You guys, you're a security, and you should be regulated like a security because you are a security, and you didn't follow all the security rules. Well, we're going to destroy you now, and that's what's coming up for Library. There, uh, the the ruling was against them in I think November. And then now they have what they have called the settlement phase. This is a civil lawsuit. It's not criminal. Thankfully, the library people won't be going to prison over this, at least yet. I don't know if criminal charges are coming, but they're not in this case yet. Uh, well, I hope and hopefully, not. Hopefully they won't. Uh, but they are going to destroy their company. But the only thing they have to determine now is how badly they're going to damage them. So library already knows they're going out of business. There's no way they're going to get out of this without going out of business. 
But that's not enough for the SEC. The SEC wants to destroy as much as they can associated with libraries. So now they're targeting Odyssey. Now they're saying that, oh, well, this platform that's not really part of your company and that you spun off you know, more than a year ago or whatever is, well, was related to you in the past. So we want to take that down, too. And so now they're going after Odyssey. So they haven't even come up with cooked up the quote unquote deal, sort of this death deal, uh, quote, settlement that they have to do. So that's coming up later this month. Bonnie, you and I are planning on attending that hearing at uh, at federal court on January 30th. So we'll keep you up to date on that. We might have but, to split up if one of our friends is also in court that day. Don't think it'll be at the same time, but no. uh, but we're going to go and, ch- and check that out. But here's the latest from theblock.co on who else they're coming after, because it's not just those two. They've been going after other companies, and they've added two more companies uh, to the list here today. They've charged Gemini, which is a crypto exchange founded by the Winklevoss twins. Oh, yeah, God. that's how you say it. I forgot. And Genesis with offering unregistered securities. According to the story here at The Block. The Securities and Exchange Commission charged Genesis Global Capital and Gemini Trust Company for the unregistered offer and sale of securities to retail investors through a Gemini crypto lending program. The program has been the subject of a public fight between the two erstwhile corporate partners. The The twins? No, the uh, Gemini and Genesis. Apparently there are two different companies, but they teamed up for something. I don't know much about Genesis. Uh, so I can't speak to their little spat or whatever. Is this because they're using proof of stake coins? Mm, no, I don't think so. Because they determined also, the SEC determined that uh, Ethereum is also, even though it went to proof of stake, they Ethereum used to be proof of work, and they determined Ethereum is also a, an un, unregistered security. How? I understand their so. argument when they're talking about proof of stake, because you have to stake something with hopes that value will go up. So that would be security. I uh, I don't have it with I don't have what their argument was, but they made an argument in one of their filings that uh, they believed that Ethereum was proof of stake and that they had the right. Oh, I remember what it was. Their argument was that because forty percent of the Ethereum nodes are located in the United States, that gives them jurisdiction over Ethereum because they believe it's proof. It's uh, they believe that it's a security. I don't think there's actually been a, a case in regards to that, but I, I could be wrong. I really think mostly the government's just talking out its ass on all of this. But sure, but it and works. It works for them because they get the courts to believe them and they get the courts to rule in their favor and then destroy these companies. Yeah, like uh, Mark is always saying juries suck so bad. I wish there was a three judge panel instead. And for the most part, I agree. But the only thing is like with things like the Odyssey case, it's like... It wouldn't even matter if we had three judges like that. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's funds. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, prosecution. I don't know. Well, there is such a thing. It's called an en banc panel. It's the That's at the go- appeals court. Yeah, that's the appeals court. Yeah. All right. So we may be going to that. But, of course, if you can't afford to pay for an appeals lawyer or whatever, you can't afford to get through that process, right. you're not getting an appeal. And you may uh, be in jail already waiting for the appeal. A lot of people are. After right. the jury was just like, duh, I want to go home guilty. February 2021, Genesis and Gemini began offering the Gemini Earn program to retail investors, whereby Gemini Earn investors tendered their crypto to Genesis, with Gemini acting as the agent to facilitate the transaction, alleges the SEC. Gemini also deducted an agent fee, sometimes as high as 4.29% from the returns that Genesis paid to Gemini Earn investors. As the alleged or as alleged in the complaint, Genesis then exercised its discretion on how to use 
investors' crypto assets to generate revenue and pay interest to Gemini Earn investors. In November of 2022, Genesis said it would not allow its Gemini Earn investors to withdraw their crypto because Genesis lacks sufficient liquid assets to meet withdrawal requirements. So let's just recap here. The whole FTX debacle that has been made a lot of news recently in the last few months also happened in November. And this, the first time I heard of this Genesis was in regards to FTX. So what happened was FTX failed. Uh, it was a cryptocurrency exchange. It was a big one. It was like number five or something like that on a global scale. It was, it was certainly a large, uh, influential exchange. And they had a lot of tentacles into a lot of other things. A lot of their money had been loaned and or borrowed, etc. And they'd invested in other companies. And other companies had taken out loans with them. And so there was all these like connections between a bunch of these companies. And a lot of them started to go and file for bankruptcy. So it wasn't just FTX that went bankrupt. It was a lot of these other companies as well. Now, I don't know if Genesis filed for bankruptcy or whatever, but they clearly are having financial difficulties because allegedly they were involved at some level with FTX, which is what contributed to the fact that they didn't have, quote, sufficient liquid assets to meet their withdrawal requests. So they then would not allow crypto to be withdrawn from their platform. Let this be another lesson. Don't keep your crypto on an exchange or not in this case your keys not your crypto right not just exchanges but in this case with some company that says hey just give us your coins we'll pay you 10 yeah. percent." that's a great idea you know no um it would have been great if it had worked out and mm-hmm. if the price of bitcoin had continued to go up maybe it would have is right? this the company that chris said if you looked at their Terms of service that actually said, like, it's our crypto when you give it to us. That's a different one, uh, but they probably have similar terms of oh. service here. That one is called uh, Celsius, and they went under before FTX did. Mm-hmm. It was over the summertime that Celsius uh, went bust, basically. Essentially, what's happening here is you've got this bear market where prices are going down. They've been going down for a year now at this point. They peaked at, like, $68,000 per coin in November of 2021. and Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you. Per Bitcoin. And it's been going down ever since. Now it's floating at around sixteen to 18000 I think it did finally peak up back above eighteen today or yesterday or something like that. So maybe it's gone on a run back up or maybe it's just a dead cat bounce, right? Maybe maybe it's going to go down to 10000 Who knows you know, what's, uh, what's coming next? We what can't, a saying. I've never heard we, that. Yeah, we can't predict uh, what the future is going to look like. But, the, but yeah, they probably had a very similar term, Bonnie, wherein it says... Hey, you're giving us your crypto, and yeah, you kind of have a claim on it because we would have to honor that if we were in good financial straits. But if bad things happen, then it's our crypto, right? And we'll do whatever we want with it. And that's what they determined. The court determined. The bankruptcy court determined in the Celsius case. So Gemini's not quite bankrupt yet, from what I understand, but they are. Um, they have frozen assets here, as they say here. At the time, Genesis held about 900 million in investor assets when they told their customers, "You can't withdraw." Gemini ended the Gemini Earn program earlier this month. Retail investors in Gemini Earn have not been able to withdraw their crypto. So they told people, hey, we'll pay you 8% or whatever it was. I don't know what Gemini was was promoting, but it was said here they were taking 4.29% off the top from this Genesis company. So they must have been saying it was going to be higher than that, right? So they must have been telling customers it was going to be, you know, 8% and they were really making 12 and then they were taking 4% for themselves or, or something like that. And so they were telling customers, yeah, 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 we'll pay you, you know, 8% per year. Because that was pretty standard on uh, back before 
the uh, the raid happened, I was interested in these. I was looking at these these companies, right, and looking around to see what their different rates were. And like eight percent was on the low end for some of these things. If you deposited uh, stable coins with some of these companies, like Celsius or Nexo, or and by the way, Nexo's in trouble now too in in Europe. But if you were depositing with these companies, they were telling you twelve, wow, thirteen, fourteen percent, and for a while, it was real. And then the crash happened, and they couldn't ju- they couldn't make the money that they were they were pulling in before, and so freezes happened on accounts. You uh, gave them your crypto, and then they just decided to keep it. We'll talk more about the. Uh, but do we need the SEC to take action uh, no. here? That's what we'll talk about coming up. Free talk live. It is Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the program. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. We will continue and take your calls and thoughts about whatever you want to discuss. We've been talking about the crackdowns on various different Products and services out there. Gas stoves are now under threat. Uh, we spent the first hour on that one. We're now getting into the attack, the continued assault by the federal government gang on cryptocurrency. It's various different service providers and companies and that sort of thing. And the latest one is against uh, companies called Genesis and Gemini. The SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, is now charging these companies with offering an unregistered security to retail investors. It seems like no one is safe because it's like Gemini is one of those that jumped through all the hoops to become government. Yeah, that's a good point, Bonnie. Gemini was definitely a well-known cryptocurrency exchange. In fact, they, the Winklevoss twins, they were of the, the mindset of, yes, regulate us. They were one of those types of people. So like in the crypto world... There's the types of people that are you know, of the viewpoint of, look, this is this is not even money. It's it's uh, it's something different. It's code. It's crypto. It's computer code. It's free speech. Your regulations don't apply, right? Like you're, we are outside of your money system. This is something completely different. There's those people that are just like, look, we don't have to ask you for permission to make code. It's freedom of speech, etc. Right? So there's that viewpoint, and then there's the viewpoint of, well. That all may be true, but it's better if we get regulated because then if we're regulated, then uh, all these big companies will come on in and it'll make number go up, right? So that's kind of like two of the viewpoints that are out there. And the Winklevoss twins are of that second viewpoint, even though they've been around basically from the beginning. They've, they've been in crypto for as long as I can remember. Have they? Yeah, they they go way back. I didn't know that. I thought they were fairly new. I thought they were uh, didn't they help create Facebook? Yes, that's so what we, they're that's what they're kind of known for, or whatever. That's where they made I think some of their money. I don't know their whole back history or whatever, but uh, but they were the ones who, when they launched their Gemini Exchange, at some point they started doing an advertising campaign in New York City in Manhattan. They had like they bought a full page ad in the New York Times, which ain't cheap. They bought like uh, bus stop advertising, you know, like the full full size bus stop ads. They were buying like building ads where you get the whole building painted with an advertisement, like huge ads. They, they had them on the tops of taxi cabs. They were everywhere. 
And the point of their ad campaign was to talk about how regulated they were, about how crypto needs what, what was it that it, well, I didn't I didn't look it up before I was just talking about it here but it was something to the effect of like crypto needs rules. Oh wow. That was their that was their whole like campaign Ew. slogan. The, the problem with that is crypto crypto as a matter of its very nature is rule resistant. Sure. Like, because the rules can't stop it. Right. Well, it re- runs on its own rules. It it just doesn't. Uh, it the rules doesn't of have mathematics. Be, yeah, and exactly. Programming and cryptography. Yeah. It just doesn't have to. It and because of that, it doesn't need other rules for people that don't know. You know how it even works to begin with. But that was the whole point of their campaign: was crypto needs rules. And then you know when you looked further, they would say that oh yeah, we believe in regulation. We want sensible regulation and blah blah blah. So they were like FTX. Like uh, Bankman, who was the guy behind FTX, who was talking about regulation and how he needed regulation. Turns out he was a scam artist, yep. allegedly, uh, behind the scenes, taking people's money and doing whatever the F he wanted with uh, with mm-hmm. that money. Now, Gemini wasn't uh, doing the same thing, right? Like, they were more on the up and up. They were doing what was a purportedly a legitimate uh, lending program, right? So they would take in cryptocurrency, kind of like the uh, Nexo and uh, Celsius were purportedly, you know, legit. Whether they were or not remains to be seen. But the the idea at least seems sound on its face, right? You loan us your Bitcoin or various other cryptos. You loan us your Bitcoin. We are going to invest it. And we'll, some of those investments will be, we will loan it back out. We'll loan it out to uh, to other people who give us uh, collateral. They'll give us cryptocurrencies collateral. We'll loan it out, right? I don't know if you've heard about these crypto-backed loans that are out there. No, you can, you can, I haven't. Yeah, you can still get them from some other companies that haven't gone bust uh, at this point. Whether they will or not is, again, this is, this is a highly risky endeavor, by the way, for anybody that's considering doing this. You know, just keep in mind that your entire uh, balance could go to zero. Yeah, <laughs> I, would just, you, I would just pass on If you do it. this. But the reason why people do it is because of the government regulations. So the government regulations say if you buy cryptocurrency at a lower price and sell the cryptocurrency at a higher price, they say you have to pay capital gains tax on that. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah, that's what they say. They say you're supposed to keep track of the amounts that you buy and the amounts at which they are, the prices at which they are when you buy them. So that way you know when you sell the, whatever it is you're going to sell, whether or not you've quote unquote made money. Crypto's not capital. Well, indeed. But that's what they say. I'm just saying what they say, right? And so people that want to not have to pay capital gains tax because they're super compliant types of people... Well, they get attracted by these crypto loan outfits that say, hey, you don't have to pay capital gains on loans. So all you got to do if you want to turn your Bitcoin into dollars is give us four times the amount of Bitcoin or five times the amount of Bitcoin and we'll give you that amount of dollars. Not the five times the amount, but the original amount, right? So if you want, you know, let's say Bitcoin right now is a little less than 20000 Let's just call it 20000 Bitcoin's $20,000. Okay. You want to get one you want to get $20,000, you have to give us 5 bitcoin. So $100,000 worth of bitcoin and then we'll give you $20,000 worth of stable coins, which you can then take and convert the dollars and you know, put a down payment on a house or something like right. that, right? So that's why people are interested in these these gotcha. programs because it avoids the capital gains tax because you're not selling your bitcoin. You're just getting a loan, a crypto collateral based loan. And so that's what these these guys were probably doing to some extent, this Gemini and this 
uh, Genesis company together was they're taking in loans from people and they're promising a payout. They're saying, we'll pay you 5% or whatever uh, APR, and then they're just charging the people they're loaning it 8% or 12 or whatever, right? So that's that's the business model, but it, to some extent, did have to do with is the price going to go up over time because it sure would make it easier to pay out the you know, the fees and such if they're, the price is going up. And, and, and with FTX, it's like the price was going down and they were actually investing it in stuff that they weren't even supposed to be. They were lying to their customers. Yeah, yeah. they were uh, scamming essentially their uh, the customer funds. So now the SEC is coming in and suing these guys saying that you were offering a so-called unregistered security. According to the story here at theblock.co, when Gemini shut their program down, what they call Gemini Earn, uh, the president, Cameron Winklevoss, blasted Genesis's parent company, Digital Currency Group, using Gemini's former lending partner, or accusing, rather, Gemini's former lending partner of defrauding thousands of Earn users and misleading them regarding their solvency. Winklevoss also called for the ouster of their CEO, Barry Silbert, he denied, Silbert did, that funds were commingled among D- DCG subsidiaries, as Winklevoss claims. So there's been this fight between these two companies, apparently. An SEC official said both companies were partners engaged in activity that constituted the offer and sale of securities without registering. Mm, par- but Winklevoss thinks if he comes and calls them out first, then he won't get charged with it. Well, they've all been they've all been hit with it now. Hmm. Uh, apart from the fact Is that it conspiracy. No, 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 no. These aren't criminal. This, uh, oh. The SEC, I don't know. They may be able to bring criminal charges. I'm not sure about that. But the SEC, in every example I've, we've talked about with regards to crypto, has been a civil case. So they're going to try to ruin these, you know, these companies and make them pay millions of dollars to the SEC. Which, of course, does not go to their customers, by the way. When, when the SEC makes these companies pay millions of dollars in fines, that just goes into the bureaucracy. It goes to their lawyers. It, it doesn't go to... You know, make the people whole who got screwed by uh, this company and the whole FDX scene. Uh, let's see. They say that they are both liable, uh, despite the fact that Genesis was the issuer of the securities. Both companies are liable. Quote, today's charges build on previous actions to make clear to the marketplace and the investing public that crypto lending platforms and other intermediaries need to comply with our time-tested securities laws, said the SEC chairman Gary Gensler. He said further, doing so best protects investors. It promotes trust in markets. It's not optional. It's the law. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, even after all this time of talking about so-called securities, um, I still don't really understand you know, what they are. Exactly. Maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, they're very confusing. The definition, the sort of the basic definition that you pull up makes it sound like a stock, right? Like the, a stock is definitely a security. Yeah, if you have a right? stake in something in any way, then that is a security. Right. And that's the thing with like these things they're talking about here, this uh, crypto lending platform. You don't own a piece of Gemini right. or Genesis. That's why it's not a security. Right. You are being told that you're going to get something in return for providing something, right? Like you're just, this is just a, an arrangement. Yep. This is just an agreement, a private agreement. Uh, between parties, but the SEC believes that they get to get involved. That's in, because in they're. That's because the government is starting. The banking banking owns government. Oh and, yeah, and and the banking is starting to get very nervous about this whole crypto thing. Good point. And their little minions in government are going to 
say, and they will change definitions on a yep. whim. Um, if it means that they're going to be able to get rid of this thing, at least stave off the death, is what they're trying to do. They're trying to. That's steal true. Bank- What's the bank account paying on uh, interest these days? Oh, oh, who knows? Nothing. It's less than a percent. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a fraction of a yeah, it's, fraction. It's not even worth talking. To a tenth of a percent or less. Right. Yeah, and, and nobody even even in an investment account, people. I mean, it, CDs would be a better way to go, and CDs don't pay garbage. Garbage anyway. It's garbage. You know, yeah. So I mean, I remember in the '80s when they were decent, but no, not anymore. Right. Right. Um, so that's a great point. So this is definitely the banking industry coming after their hot competition. Yep. Where I mean, where these guys are like, yeah, we'll pay you five percent, eight percent. I mean, five percent is like mind blowing yep. compared to a bank account. Now, of course, there's risks mm-hmm. involved, and oh, the banks are protected by the FDIC. So if anything goes wrong, then you're protected up to the government will print the money to to yep. pay you. Okay, back, the right? government won't attack the the business to you know make it go down, so they have an excuse to regulate it. What say that again? I'm sorry. I think that the government has been purposely making these crypto things go down. The like price, FTX? No, uh, the businesses. Oh well, I don't know. I mean, the FTX went down because they were allegedly scamming people, and they, you know, they took money from people and did and invested it without their permission. Yeah, but what if the people doing crashed. that the whole time, the SBF and everything, were just government? people well there is a theory about that that's sort of the conspiracy yeah. theory behind ftx is that he was working with them you know uh it was probably like the israeli FTX was almost certainly a controlled demolition yeah good it, chance it, of it. it could have been a controlled construction followed by a controlled demolition on purpose for the very purpose of washing a ton of funny money from people like the biden's or hmm. the democratic national party or anybody who wanted in who was connected enough to get in to get in and out scot free. Let's go to the phones here. We got Neil on the line in Arizona. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, guys, this is what I called you about like, I don't know, five or six weeks ago about cashing in Bitcoin and like $4.762 million worth of Bitcoin. If I cashed that in, I would only end up with just over a million dollars in currency. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. Ask me the question one more time. If I were to cash in $4.76 million worth of Bitcoin and say, I want to cash this in in U.S. currency, I would only end up with just over a million dollars. No, sir. You would get four point whatever million dollars. Or whatever somebody's willing to pay. Yeah. I don't know why would any. I don't know why anybody would ever pay you a million dollars for four million dollars worth of something or five million dollars. No, you you hopefully get much better. Yeah, than if that. somebody offers you a million dollars for something worth four million, you say no. I'll I'll take a, a different offer. Yes. Okay, so I'm totally misunderstanding what you you guys are saying. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry to uh, that we didn't make this clear. So what's happening with the SEC is they're going after uh, private companies who offered a, a loan program where they were telling uh, customers that if you deposited your Bitcoin or some other crypto with them, that they would pay, and I'm just pulling a number here out of thin air, 8% per year to those customers. And then they would loan that Bitcoin out purportedly to other people that needed a loan and charge probably a higher percentage on those loans so they could cover their costs. But, but it that's just one uh, way that people can use their cryptocurrency to get dollars, but then they would mm-hmm. end up getting the cryptocurrency back in the end, oh, at the I end s- of the loan. I see what you're confused about, Neil. You're confused about the, the sort of the crypto-backed loans where in order to get the loan, you have to give four times the amount to the loan uh, operation. That's different than selling it. 
I, I yeah, if you're going to sell your Bitcoin, then you get the market price for it. So if you have $4 million worth of Bitcoin and you sell it, you get approximately $4 million in your uh, your account. But if you're going to loan, if you want to loan based on your Bitcoin, then you're essentially you're getting a collateralized loan. And the loan houses aren't going to do a one-to-one loan. <laughs> they're not going to they're going to take that kind of risk. Yeah, they want to make money. So you got to yeah, okay. you got to give them like four or five times the amount in order to get the other thing. Does that make any sense at all? Well, yeah, actually. And I wanted to tell you one other thing. Yeah. And this is kind of like a kudos to you guys. I've been listening to you guys for probably at least three years. Okay. And uh, it's only been within the last six months or so that uh, I've really started enjoying your program more and more. Wow. Okay. What changed? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe the fact that I'm getting older or you're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the show's better in just the last two weeks than it, than it's been in, in years, just with the, uh, the new change with fewer breaks. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. I hope we were able to clear that up for you, Neil. Anything else you want to share? No, 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 that'll, that'll do guys. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thanks yeah, for the call tonight. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah. So the difference is like, you know, you're a car guy, Matt. If you want to give somebody your car for collateral for a loan, mm-hmm. there's a blue book value of whatever that car is worth. And let's just say it's on that value, it's you know $10,000 car, which would be a very, really expensive car. Uh, you're not going to get $10,000 for your collateral. You're going right. to get a fraction of it yes. right? because the car could go down in value or whatever, right? You just don't want to put yourself as the loan maker. You right. don't want to put yourself in a, a risky position more so than you're already risking by giving some stranger or whatever a loan. Right. So, Plus you're stuck with a car. Yeah. It's going to sit There's there. problems. You it takes up like space. A, yeah. It takes up space. You got to worry about selling it if it, the loan goes south. Yeah, and you know you're not going to get the blue book value on the sale. Right. Right. So you got to take it at a lower value. So the same thing's true with the, with the crypto. They want to build in a buffer. So if you're going to give somebody you know $10,000, they want $40,000 worth of crypto uh, in order to hold on to that in the case of the crypto going down in value, for instance. And some of these loans, they'll trigger a, a sale. Most and of them will. Another I mean, thing is if, if you just did a one-on-one loan, why wouldn't they just use the money that they already had to buy a Bitcoin and do with the Bitcoin what they wanted? They want to be able to do with the same amount of money that is worth one Bitcoin. They want to be able to do things with four different Bitcoins. Sure. Yeah, they want to be able to loan out four times as uh, as much or whatever, right? Or and as we've seen, they've, they've been doing things they weren't supposed to do. But the point here is the SEC isn't going to stop scam artists from doing this. Just because they register with the SEC as a security doesn't mean they're not going to take the money and run. It doesn't mean they're not going to rip off their customers. It doesn't mean they're not going to do the things that they say they're not going to do. Right. Like they're going to if they make a promise and they break their promise, the government registration doesn't make any difference. Right. This is just a way for the SEC to play, you know, tough guy, come in and use the leverage of the state, the unlimited resources, the unlimited lawyers, the unlimited money to go after these people to scare companies into compliance because that's what the government's all about. They're all about compliance. They want you to obey them and do everything that they demand of you, whatever arbitrary things they are, even even if if they don't apply, even if it's bad for you and even if their rules don't even really apply to you. They will interpret them as applying to you until you can challenge it all the way up to the Supreme Court and spend God knows how much money. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the they might not even listen to the Supreme Court's findings. Well, they don't have to. There's no obligation for them to. 
And then if you if they don't listen to the Supreme Court's findings, then you have to challenge it again all yeah. the way to the Supreme Court. So Tyler Winklevoss, who's a co-founder of Gemini, said he was disappointed in the SEC's action since Gemini and other creditors are working to recover funds. He says, this action does nothing to further our efforts and help earn users get their assets back. Their behavior is totally counterproductive. And he's absolutely right about that. Mm -hmm. And he should, uh, I hope he can learn a lesson from this. (laughs) I hate the I hate the clammy softball language that comes out of these people. They'll they'll never come back and say government is trash yeah. and we should all abandon it immediately. Right, nope. which would be the the intellectually honest thing to say. That, yeah, it would be honest for him to say. You know what we we talked about regulations for years. We believed in regulations, and this is what happened to us. Screw these guys. Yep. You know, we made a mistake. We're sorry for advertising that crypto should need rules because this is ridiculous. And and but he is right though that the SEC. If, and they likely will be successful, if they are successful, and they are probably will, so far they won the library case, and they've they've settled in these other cases against the crypto companies. The Ripple case is still open, that one. Well, I wonder up. if he cared at all when they went up after library or nope, Ripple. Probably not. People don't care until it goes, until it affects them. And, and he probably also thinks that even if the SEC is doing this now, like, oh, someone else in charge of the SEC could do it more fair. Could very well be. And they may indeed try to lobby to change out the head of the SEC, thinking that that will protect them. Uh, but uh, but he's right. This isn't going to help the users. I mean, that's what the SEC chairman is always talking about. Well, we're here to protect the American people. We're protecting the marketplace. Our rules are important for safety and protection. It's like, well, these people have their funds frozen right now. And the only chance that they're going to have to get their money back is if these companies stay in business. And now the SEC's coming in and saying, oh yeah, we heard you guys were having financial troubles. Here's some more. We're yep. gonna we're suing you now. Yep. And you're going to have to pay for lawyers, and you're going to be tied up in court for years, and then finally you're gonna, probably going to lose, and then we're going to put you out of business. That's going to help your customers. Yeah, but again, it's not about protecting the American people at no. all. It's about protecting the banks. Yeah. The, yep. the, the the heads of these, not just the heads, like everybody who works for an alphabet agency in some way or another is literally, especially the financially related ones, the SEC especially, literally just a banking puppet. Sure. Puppets of central banking. Oh, yeah. And wasn't Gensler connected to the lady with FTX? Oh, wasn't I, he her dad's like boss yeah, at one point? There was point? a lot of really, hmm. really close. Carolyn like, Ellison? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, no, it's easier just to shout conspiracy theorists at people and walk away feeling very proud of your one argument. The final comment here uh, from Winklevoss was he added that the EARN program was regulated by New York State. And they had been in discussions with the SEC about the EARN program for more than 17 months. So again, these guys were like regulate me types. Mm-hmm. These guys were calling from the rooftops, yep. literally with a multi-million dollar ad campaign talking about, oh, regulations are good. We love regulators. Let's call up the SEC and tell them how we want to do whatever they want us to do. Didn't help. Quote, despite these ongoing conversations, the SEC chose to announce their lawsuit to the press before notifying us. Super lame, he says. Well, Super lame. You should have known that in advance. <laughs> the number is 603-283-6160. It's hard to feel sorry for the Winklevoss twins, but their customers, they're getting the raw end totally. of the deal on this. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Bring up whatever you want. 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As mentioned earlier, I am facing a uh, guilty finding by a jury. Sadly, three weeks ago in the Crypto 6 case, we're going to appeal it. So, you know, we're not happy about it, obviously, but uh, it still doesn't mean that I can't avoid sentencing. So sentencing is coming up in three months, basically, at this point. It's going to be April 14th. And if you want to... the day before tax day. day. Are you kidding me? Hmm, I didn't even think about that. If you want to help me out, possibly... Uh, you know, it is up to the judge. There's no minimum sentence here for these uh, these counts, thankfully. Um, so in theory, he could sentence me to time served uh, with some probation or something like that. And that would be nice because then I'd get to keep doing free talk live and not have to go back to jail. Um, but it's going to be up to him. So if you want to help us, you can write a letter. Uh, and if you, you know, if you have some sort of viewpoint or not viewpoint if you have some sort of history that might give your opinion weight with the government judge like maybe you were in the military or whatever right you, you want to mention that about yourself when you write the letter talk a little bit about yourself and uh, why you think that i shouldn't go uh, to jail and why you think that i've helped you or helped the community in general you can get instructions and the address to send it to just by going to letters.freetalklive.com that's letters dot freetalklive.com certainly appreciate it let's talk to sarah in new mexico you're on free talk live go ahead sarah oh oh yes sir so did, did i hear that you you're going to go to jail because of cryptocurrency since that other billion dollar guy is going to jail well um uh, hooked up to it well i mean hopefully i won't no, have he's not to go hooked up to, to sbf she asked if you're somehow hooked up to that other billion no there's dollars. no relation but that doesn't mean that the jury wasn't confused by that and that that didn't play a role in their uh, their decision to uh, to come down on me with the all guilty finding but it's not quote unquote because of cryptocurrency it's as matt pointed out because of the banks it's because the banking system is feeling scared about their future knowing the potential for what cryptocurrency could be possibly helping people do, which is, of course, protect their value from the dollar constantly being inflated or the world currencies being inflated. And, uh, of course, as we're seeing now with the prices of things going up, it's cryptocurrency is a, is a solution uh, to this. And they don't, they don't like that. They don't like the idea that you can do something without having to ask permission, that you can in, engage yourself in protecting yourself financially without using them. So that's what this yeah, is about. Completely. It's uh, uh, just very uh, baffling. But How did you I hear that? Called... Were you on hold? Is well, that what... I, I was just listening to you on hold. Uh, okay. about, you were telling me that you were going to go to jail and all of that. So I was like, what? Well, I already what went to jail. I, I went to jail last year for 69 days. Or Sorry, last year? No, 2021. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's been almost two years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 2021 for 69 days. When they arrested me after raiding my house and uh, four other locations all simultaneously, six of uh, me and five of my other close friends were arrested in this situation, Sarah. It's called the Crypto Six. And if you actually listened to the show, you probably would have known something about that before tonight. No, I think I heard something about it, but overall, you're a nice guy. Well, thank you, Sarah. I can't believe that you're going to be put in... I I don't think you're a malicious person. No, no, definitely not. People that, like... Shoot people, stab yeah. people, assault people. I mean, what? I mean, I, I don't know. Sounds what, like you're what, qualified what to write a letter to the judge, Sarah. Absolutely. Uh, so, hey, uh, we were talking about something earlier, and I was curious about um, how you feel about it. Have you heard about this gas stove ban? I kind of heard about it, and I was just, I, I couldn't, phantom, what's 
behind all of this? Is it, why is it all of a sudden is it what's wrong with it? Why why do they want to ban ban this? Is it an environmental issue? I mean, there has to be some. Reason. No, they're just claiming somebody got uh, sick or whatever. That there's supposedly some sort of. I don't know what it is. Something that comes off from the stove that they allege may be causing some health problems for children or something like that. Oh, oh but 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 the, uh, how how can they prove it? Is it is some kind of odor? Science. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, yeah, some quote unquote scientists have made claims that this might be dangerous for children with asthma or something like that. Trust the science. You know how so, studies can show whatever their financial backers want them that's to show. True. Absolutely. But oh, and in this God. case, the financial backers are the quote unquote green energy people. Uh, electric people. Mm. Uh, you know, but I mean, I mean, like, uh, I mean, are they going to uh, ban it from the restaurants or homes? Well, that's, that's the thing. That's what we're asking. That's what they're talking about. They they haven't done it yet, but they are now proposing a ban on gas stoves in the United States. And if if not a ban, then it may be new regulations that will require who knows what other equipment to be thrown into the guts of these stoves that will increase the cost of the stoves. And I want to know what they're going to do about the Amish. The Amish run stuff. The Amish mm-hmm. run their refrigeration on propane. They run their mm-hmm. lamps on propane and stuff. You know, so. so, Sarah, do you... This would make sense if they could back it up kind of if there's a solid reason. I mean, there is but, no you know, solid if reason. It, if it's uh, if it goes into effect and it doesn't make much difference in 10, 15 years, people are going to just go back to the gas stove. I, I, I really don't. I don't know much too much about it to have a, a, a like an opinion, you know. OK, but do you have I, a gas got, stove? I just got an electric stove. Oh, OK. Well, they're probably not going to arrest you. The thing is that I love cooking on gas stoves because you can't heat up a wok, um, cook things properly without a a gas stove, like do stir fries or like um, you have to cook a lot of products um, in a hot temperature to get the right flavor and the coatings. See, Sarah's so, right about uh, some stuff. Like uh, every I, I now knew, and then, I knew she was going to hit this one out yeah. of the park. Though she every, likes food. Every now and then, Sarah gets it right, and uh, we—it's uh, fun to agree with you from time to time, Sarah. Yeah, I didn't know that you like to well, cook, I lo- Sarah. Uh, I, well, I love to cook, and you can't get the the um, I mean, fried rice and stuff like that. You got to heat up that wok really hot. There's a lot of stuff that. Are you, you good at doing Asian cooking? Cook. I know you told us that uh, your grandma's Korean. Do you have like a, you know, good at the Asian food? No, but I, I, I know that even just uh, even if it's not a rock, if you want to fry things, you got to have like a high temperature. It's like it's best to cook with a gas stove. Yeah, yeah because an so electric an electric burner will just put all the all the heat right on the bottom of the pan, not up around the sides like fire will. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, Which is what a wok so needs. I, I, I don't know how the cooking, uh, the all the cooks and everybody else uh, on and, and the restaurants are going to fight back with this, you know, because they're going to they're, they're going to try properly. Yeah, they're going to try. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. Well, I've never heard Sarah say that people should, you know, fight, fight back. back against government yeah. regulation. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. But when it has to do with her walk, apparently. That's Let's right. go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, Bonnie, when did you transition? Huh? What does that mean? What? Well, you said uh, to a to a, a millennial soy boy, you, you had said earlier something about uh, 
you, you, uh, if you brought some girl named Barbie home, you wouldn't know what to do with her. <laughs> That's weird. That, I don't know what I would do with her. Weird. That is weird. Everybody knows to do it. You know, knows what to do if you bring a girl named Barbie home. All right, David. Here. What else were you calling about tonight? How many girls are named Barbara anymore? Anyway, yeah, there's still some probably. I do like the nickname Barbie though. Go ahead, David. Barbara. Um, the uh, the gas thing actually. I don't know what people who, who live off-grid are going to do, because like right now what keeps the uh, place warm here is one of those uh, freestanding Mr. Heater uh, propane stove, gas, mm-hmm. you know, but for heat, for heat, it's not for cooking, and, at the, and that's running to keep the room warm. Right. And then, yeah, is, if they ban gas stoves, are they going to ban gas everything after that? I mean, because if it's a danger to run a gas stove, wouldn't it be a danger to run any kind of propane-based heat? Oh, you know what I thought? What if this is all retaliation for... That Twitch channel that was just playing a gas stove the whole time in <laughs> the Russia. Russian, the Russian gas stove where the guy was, he yeah. put the price per uh, per liter or whatever of oh, right. yeah, yeah. The, uh, the propane up or the natural gas. Not and, familiar with that. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Yeah, it was a 24-hour well, burning a burner on a gas stove that just was a, just running 24 hours a live of video. Yeah. A video of this. It's he probably up right now. Ger- he was taunting the Germans, I believe. Yeah, the but Europeans. Yeah. Um, let me add another question. I don't, I've never heard anybody else pose this proposition. And, and uh, what I think, though, is uh, this attempt uh, to ban propane and natural gas uh, cooking and heating. Um, uh, I think that it's actually not uh, anything to do with the health. That's just a guise to get you to switch more and more and more to electric, just like they want the vehicles to go mm-hmm. to electric. So that they can not only cut off your transportation, they can cut off your heating and cooking. Yep. Yep. I think so too. I Easy think a lot of believe. Pe- yeah, I think a lot of people uh, believe that. Thank you for the call tonight, David. Appreciate it. Uh, let's continue here, caller. You are on the air on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Jim from Daytona Beach. Jim, thanks for the call. What's on your mind tonight? Hi. I want to follow up on what Bonnie told me about. I asked you to give me a, an example of uh, libertarianism successful. And she gave me that old thing from Ireland. Um, could I talk to her about that? She's right here. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Starts with a T. Two, Two offs. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Bonnie, uh, that's 500 years ago. Do you have okay. any example sooner than that, please? Well, I'm sorry, honey. Honey, you, you accused me of not following your instructions. I didn't do it. Can you forgive me? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, but uh, how would I have an example of libertarianism working when... It doesn't get tried. There's only uh, gangs that claim to own the land masses around the world, and people just continue living under them. I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe I could give you an example of libertarianism working, as in the people in the Free State Project and their agorist, uh, you know, community okay. sales and things free, like that. You say Free State. Give me a, a city. Give us a city. Give us a county. If it was a city, it wouldn't be libertarian because it would be a fake corporation claiming to be the city of blank having ownership over people. So I don't know what your question is. I don't think you understand what, like, being a libertarian is. Well, give me an example of something working that's less than 500 years old. And well, I don't, I don't, what's the, what's the deal know. with 500 years? Who cares if it's 500 years? People were people 500 years ago. They're still people now. <laughs> Girl, you guys, why don't you get a city going libertarian? Get get a county there. You're I would rather to, uh, 
dismantle all the cities in New Ham- yeah, Hampshire not, first. Not interested in having uh, governments claiming to represent us. What you can do, uh, Dan, or uh, caller, is that yep. you can look at different examples in specific areas where it's quite clear how liberty works, how having fewer regulations allows for more freedom, that allows for better uh, economics. You can look at, for instance, the countries that have the the lowest economic regulations tend to have the highest prosperity. You can look at when you prohibit a product that it goes underground, so like the war on drugs, of course. You could read the book Counter Economics, I think it's called, by Samuel Konkin, and it gives example after example after example Thousands of examples of when the government of an area closes off a market or tells people they can't trade, they just do it anyway, and they're way better off because of it than they would be if they just, you know, stood in food lines all day. One of the freest, one of the most prosperous times, probably the most prosperous time in in human history was the first half of the United States before Reconstruction. You had more, 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 more people coming out of poverty um and coming into uh employment and business and entrepreneurship and building little empires of their own um, and virtually no regulations and, right? and it was virtually unregulated for the first hundred years of the united states and it only started to slip when the government became more powerful after reconstruction and started imposing different rules on income everybody. tax oh taxes and, notes. and all kinds of regulation and and, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, so there's histories replete with these examples of how freedom works and regulation and control and government arbitrary rules and government monopolies and oligopolies do not work well. Right. They make things worse. So the libertarians simply propose that we do that as a society and adopt those concepts, adopt the concepts of individual freedom. So the fact is, as Bonnie points out, that has yet to be tried in recent generations we think it should be tried. And no, unfortunately, we cannot just take over a county because political systems don't work that way. That's why the Free State Project is targeting an entire state because we have to be able to – and we can't just take that over. We have to convince our neighbors that this is a good idea. right? We have to, we have to persuade people. Uh, but the New Hampshire is chosen because it's the best place to have that happen. It's the best place where people already have a freedom-oriented mindset, where they're more likely to support independence and freedom. And so we're working on that and that's the answer to your question from my perspective. Okay, thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. All right, so uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. But there's plenty of examples of communism, by the way, that we can point to in the past. And look how just miserably it quickly uh, failed. It quickly falls on its yeah. face. It quickly. And it doesn't go away just because it fails. They stick with it, and it gets grinding, and people suffer en masse. It's just, you know... Didn't the Tua thing, was it Ireland or Iceland? It Ireland. was Ireland. Ireland. Didn't that fail because some king just came in and just destroyed yeah. them, basically? Yeah, the, Eng- the English came in. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, it wasn't a failure of the system, no. quote unquote. It was just might makes right in that yep. case, and it they was. got crushed. Yep. So, and then, of course, that's what people say. Oh, well, if you try that today, then the U.S. government will just nuke you or roll in tanks or whatever. And, and the question there is, okay... Will you join us in understanding that they are not for our benefit 
if they're willing to just right. roll in and crush people, that's not the type of people you should want representing you or you shouldn't be having the we conversation when you're talking about the United States anymore. Yeah. You know, we went over there and we kicked their butts. No, no we, we didn't. We, we didn't. Government is just a group of people. They're a group of goons, tyrants, despots, parasites, thugs, mafia, idiots, liars, thieves, lunatics, killers, and gang members. Indeed. Amen. Uh, speaking of those thugs and gang members, there was big a big headline this week that, I, again, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday, so I, we didn't get to talk about it. But did you hear about the airlines getting uh, grounded? <laughs> I I, what was that all about, anyway? I hope it's a white hack ha- hat hap. Uh, white hat hacker. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a fat chance to me. It's a good hacker. No, I think that oh. you're more likely. Uh, what's it? Is it Occam's razor the most likely explanation? Yep. Is the, the is one. the one or something? Uh, I'm sure I'm mis- misstating that to some extent, but what's more likely is that the government just sucks <laughs> at doing uh, air traffic control because that's who runs the air traffic it control is. system is the government, They're and awful. and as it turns out, that's exactly. What happened here? According to the AP, thousands of flights were canceled or delayed Wednesday after a system that offers safety information to pilots failed. And the government launched an investigation into the breakdown, which grounded some planes for hours. The Federal Aviation Administration said preliminary indications traced the outage to a damaged database file. The agency said it would take steps to avoid another similar disruption. The breakdown showed how much American air travel depends on the computer system that generates alerts called NOTAMs, or Notice to Air Missions. Before a flight takes off, pilots and airline dispatchers must review the notices, which include details about bad weather, runway closures, or other temporary factors that could affect the flight. The system was once telephone-based, but moved online years ago. That system broke down late Tuesday and was not fixed until mid-morning on Wednesday. The FAA took the rare step of preventing any planes from taking off for a time, and the cascading chaos led to more than 1,300 flight cancellations and 9,000 delays by early evening on the East Coast. Then, uh, let's see here, after the failures were fixed... I want to take something back. I didn't know this was affecting private people. I thought that when you told me this about this story that it was only, like, government... uh, Flights for some reason. No, no. This was everyone that was in an airport was affected by this because they literally grounded every single flight. And interestingly... Yeah, I wouldn't want a hacker to do that. It wouldn't be a really good thing to do. This story has been updated because the last time I looked at it, it used the word antiquated to Hmm. describe this NOTAM system. Wow. And, okay, it does mention here... Uh, this is according to Tim Campbell, the former senior vice president of air operations at the uh, American Airlines. He says there's long been concern about the FAA's technology and not just the NOTAM system. He says many of these systems are, quote, old mainframe systems that are generally reliable, but they are out of date. And the word antiquated was used. So I went and I looked to see, you know, how old is this system? Because we've heard about the, I think it's, yeah, it's the IRS. The IRS is still using an old mainframe system to do its computing of whatever it is they're doing behind the scenes that has been in place for something like 50 years. Wow. 
Yeah, when you hear the word mainframe, you know you're getting into it's some dinosaur old. stuff. Yeah, they got the dot matrix printer, you know, going Whoa, bzz, yeah. bzz, right. That's, oh that's the level of technology that we're talking what about. You even get paper for monochrome those monitors and things like that. Are right? the dot matrix printers the ones where you, they have the holes in the side? That's the one. I, I used to have to use that at a hotel. They had yeah. a really old printer that did one little thing a night. Now, you can't blame industry when they do this, right? It's like, you only upgrade when a thing breaks. You know, that's just the way industry handles it. If the dot matrix printer's working, we'll just buy the cartridges and we'll just we'll just deal with it because it's fine, right? Don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it is the rule. But when you have a system that is literally the central hub for every single flight across the United States, and if it goes down, all air travel is going like oh no we can't possibly look and see what's going on we can't you know, take the temperature to find out what the weather is we can't do anything locally we have to rely on the feds it's an absurd claim mm-hmm. that, that that we need to have some federal agency That's an awful idea make these decisions for individual flight towers or whatever the uh you know the, the traffic control hey can right i get there. some government in my health care please yeah because it makes everything better yeah right uh but you know so i tried to look i was like all right well how long's this NOTAM system been in place? And you know, without digging too deep for hours or whatever, I looked in uh, for a little bit. And I've, it's decades. This system has been in place for at least multiple decades. So I'm going to guess 30, 40, 50 years as well. Jesus. This has been around forever. It's a mainframe uh, computer system. It is ancient, uh, and it is it's what you know. That's what happened this week. Was it's this a good thing broke. we pay insane taxes in this country. Because yeah. it goes to fix stuff like that. Right? What will we do with the government? Well, that's the other thing is like the IRS. I bet the NOTAM has a similar story, but the IRS, there's a long story about their computer system that's been around for 50 plus years that just keeps getting sort of patched and like just trying to keep this thing running. They've spent billions of dollars over all of these years trying to upgrade this system Good. and failing. Leave that and thing failing. a piece of junk. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, as hobbled, as, we, these government agencies should be as hobbled as we can make them. <laughs> right. Why do they have issues updating it? That's what I don't understand. They suck. I mean, they're bureaucracy. Anytime you put a government on a task, but it's why can't they cost. hire not sucky people to because do it? Because those people go to the private sector. Well, hmm. and and the uh, they'll just they charge so much money for what they're doing, and then they realize they can keep charging money. It's like oh. Looks like this is going to be more complicated than we thought. Mm-hmm. We're going to need another $100 million yeah. and another 10 years before we can fix this problem. Oh, the, the, contractors, the contractors would do that because the government sure. will just give them as much yeah. money yep. as they want? Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, and then if you don't take the same contractor, then you got to bring another contractor in. Well, and they don't know how the system works, so now they got to figure out how the system yeah, works. Learn it all from and then they're going to give you a quote, and then they're going to pay, get paid through the nose. So, uh, according to the story here at the AP, pilots and safety officials have complained about these NOTAMs for years, saying there are too many of them, and some are, shocking, unnecessary, and written in cryptic abbreviations. (laughs) I mean, so even the system itself, when it is working, is is just garbage, and it's pissing (laughs) off the the pilots. Like, we can't even read this stuff. You know what I want on my plane? I want a pissed off pilot on my plane. (laughs) You can't read those safety warnings. Right. Yeah, it's for safety, but you can't understand what it says. (laughs) My God, this just reminded me of, like, airplane. Right? Except this is reality, and there's actually, like, people's lives involved here. The and national- I have an autopilot. An auto. 
Auto, the autopilot. <laughs> uh, the National Transportation Safety Board highlighted the large number of notices in its investigation of a near disaster in 2017 in San Francisco. An Air Canada jet whose pilots had overlooked a NOTAM about a closed runway nearly landed by mistake on a parallel taxiway. They skimmed just over the tops of four other airliners waiting to take off. Jesus. Because, I don't know, why would they do that? How, Like, even if you're, like, just reading the NOTAMs, aren't you looking out the window? <laughs> can't you see that there's planes right there? I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a pilot, so I can't uh, speak to it. The safety board's chairman at the time said the closed runways uh, was mentioned on the 8th of 27 pages of notices for the San Francisco airport God. and was written in an arcane fashion. Quote, that's what, not what NOTAMs are. They are a bunch of garbage that no one pays any attention to. <laughs> oh, but if you can't, if you don't have the system, we have to shut all the flights yeah. down, even though no one pays Nobody attention. Uses that stuff so stupid. And they oh. use it to send out the alert that the runways are closed. See you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. Forkfest.party.